Well, that's what I want to talk to you about, dude, because of the whole, um, you know, here, put the mic mic up to your mouth, but like, you should definitely be doing a podcast. This will be, this is why we're here, to inspire you to do one. I would love it, more than anything. You know, I did my two documentaries, and you didn't get to be in that. I don't know what happened to you. You were, and I had a musician one Uh that I did, and I don't know what happened, why you were not in it. Something happened where it was a time in your life that was not i was dark you well, can say I, I, it I, i'm frank about everything on this stuff man i mean oh my but we're we, we that was one of your dark periods i i i and, uh-huh. and i have dark periods too like we oh, all yeah. have them yeah but exactly. it was one of your dark periods where you couldn't be i couldn't be yeah and it, i really it's a it's missing you're missing in it. You well, we're, you know, it's uh, we still got time. Because we have history. We're still being great. We're still out here doing great things. <laughs> yeah, your gravity, your... History Mr. X has your gravity. gravity yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm so yeah. ADD and, and, uh, and I turn things around. Okay, that's... Turn my phone off. Fucking phone. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, what do you think of the phone? What do you think? Uh, of, are you, does 5G freak you out? I want to yeah, post this but photo. The, I took. But the, the 5G does freak me out because I feel electric in my hands and I feel like I'm, I can feel it and I'm concerned that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying not to go into the fear that I'm getting a brain tumor, but something's up. I can so, feel the electricity all the time in it. Yeah. Like my hands are tingling now. Yeah. Because I'm on this thing a lot. I'm, um, I'm, I'm addicted. Yeah. I'm and, straight addicted and to I th- mine. And I think. Do you know that they came up, they did all these tests, um, studies with young kids, and they did a, a research thing where they, one of the kids, one group, um, were their phones were completely taken away from them, mm-hmm. and then the others had them underneath their, in their backpack. Right. The ones that were taken, Turn mine up. Turken, taken away from them mm-hmm. were like very agitated and flipped out, mm-hmm. and they could see how addicted we really are to these things. Right. Yeah. Danger, danger. Yeah, well, the 5G thing is freaky in that if it's like, you know, it, it depends on how deep you want to get into conspiracy theories, which I, I tend to go down those rabbit holes. and I, They're trying to kill us. That's what of I'm... Of course. Okay, thank you. Okay, so we can... Because no, like <laughs> well, in doing... You, no, okay, because in doing these... You're talking pod- to me. Okay, good, good <laughs> perfect. Because in doing these, like, I always, like, I sort of soft sell conspiracy theories. Or, like, depending no. on people's reaction, I, like, I dial it back. The pharmaceutical I, companies, I mean, they're, they're all connected. It's all connected. The, the air that we breathe, the, the now we can't eat fish, we can't eat meat. Every, the, the, the bug sprays that was, that was banned for 17 years, some horrible, what is that chemical? It's a really horrible chemical. I don't know the details. Anyway, they banned it for 17 years, and then the Trump administration allowed it back in. I mean, what, what is that? Something like yeah. that. It's, even, it's like worse, worse than, that. than that it is it's shown to absolutely give yeah, yeah they reversed everything uh, yeah they've reversed everything and last night i don't know if you saw kim you, um, what was that i didn't see oh it. oh my god I, I, we were like we were in the desert with uh dave catching and oh. then we we just, we were exhausted yeah, i've been disconnected yeah. from we've news been disconnected for the last oh. because this is hours. good yeah you can look it up anytime i'll look it unfortunately. up unfortunately but you know what maybe not even give it the space just know that they crossed well, a line together and it's lame yeah, I, I had <laughs> it to doesn't ba- mean I anything. I had to bail out of the news cycle yeah. for a bit, like yeah. just to kind of get back into my own space, you know. But it's very toxic. And yeah, it takes, it takes over. It's constant distraction. I think they want to keep us small, considering ourselves like shame-based. I mean, if you think about like the fact that, for instance, pornography is so rampant on the internet for free, like. 
What's up with that? They, you know, and pornography was originally, you know, used to as a weapon. It was weaponized, and like they were, they would put it into society. They make people ashamed. They get, they think you think it's like making you. What does John Lennon say? Classless, so fucking classless and free, but you're still fucking servants, as far as I can see. It it it, it instills that because it instills shame based behavior, and then you feel like, oh no, somebody's watching me do this, and somebody is. But you know, not that they're gonna ever bust you for it because they're busting everybody for it. But to, the point is, is like to like rid yourself of pornography, rid yourself of all that stuff, and become the biggest version of yourself. Anyway, I'll let you talk. I know you want to go ahead. No, but, I'm, I'm. I've got a lot to say about. Yeah, this. go ahead. I've got a lot to say about yeah. uh, porn. Um, yeah, because I I stopped watching that shit. Well, like thank you. Three years ago. That's so. That's really important. And that's part of why I've been able to like come out of. You know why? My because, fucking muck. Yes. Because it's it really oh, is it's, an it's, it's an addiction. It's, it's, it's a, called sex addiction. It's poison. It's very very dangerous. Oh, They've yeah. done studies. Another study that I, I know about. They did studies with a uh, uh, young boys who are just constantly watching pornography. Yeah. By the time they're seventeen, they can't get an erection anymore well, yeah, because they're so addicted. Dysfunction. And then they resort to violence. And by uh, yeah, college campus rapes. Me it's too. all it's all it's all it's all connected, man. Yeah. And what's happening is because it it so desensitizes men yeah. and women and women yeah. and women also feel like they have to you know live up to the being a porn star now you know right. to to have intimacy to have sex to have make love with somebody it, it's taken the love out of it all and it's really distressing and depressing and horrible for you know i watch it with the young people and i'm really sad about it um, i mean i discovered pornography when i was a kid i think a lot of people do especially now you're just describing like well now we have the you, president of the united states who is it's uh is is normalizing it um you know he had a porn star that that he got pregnant and while well, he was just had a child and i mean she got had an abortion i mean well yeah i mean you know it's it's uh, it like that goes with the conspiracy theories that they want to just keep humanity down. I mean, the fact that we all have unlimited access to free pornography all the time, and like ten-year-olds are discovering it and all that. It's just like, you know. And then there, and then what? What do we battle that with? Well, gangs of love. I don't. I. I. I just religion. Mm, whatever, whatever works for the person to get out of the dark energy cycle of and it is energetic whatever that is for wh whatever it is and it could be jesus for some people it could be moses for others and it could be just you know a tree that you hug <laughs> what do you do you no know, i do it all Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind of love it all i I know that when I'm disconnected from nature mm -hmm. I, and that's becoming um it's hard when i i I realize like if I'm in places that I love like northern California and or by the ocean or even in the desert sometimes mm -hmm. um as long as it's just in the desert and not like at a country club in the desert but yes i you can feel the energy of god whatever it is the higher power mm -hmm. whatever people whatever people want to say it is mm -hmm. um and i do meditate i have a very chattering mind mm -hmm. my mind just chatters all the time even when i meditate so it's really hard so everybody's uh, does yeah it's so about this, metacognition it's about yeah. disidentifying yeah. with your thoughts it's like who's has the chattering mind who's asking who who has the chattering mind you just keep up leveling yeah. so you become the witness of the chattering mind 
instead of in the ghetto of the chattering mind. I'm going to send you this cool um, meditation that was given to me. And there, there, you can do it like a bunch of times a day because it's three minutes. And mm-hmm. it really does something to the brain. Like it calms it down, calms it down. I need that. Yeah. And I find myself, because I can spiral very easily. Mm-hmm. I've noticed for you, since watching you become a yogi, mm-hmm. it's really transformed your life, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, it started with boxing, which was yes. because I was recovering. I was like, I found myself, you know, on the outs of, you know, of my family of origin and traumatized beyond beyond recognition. But it was a path I was on for many, many years of destruction. It was just like... I was kind of like maintaining. I think a lot of people maintain in life. Like I would like kind of be sober, but then I would go off the deep end and then, you know, dial it back. But I was, my life was kind of still built on a gaslight. It was still built on a kind of false premise. So, um, Can I ask you something? Yeah. Were you ever molested? Well, no, no, but, um, no, but that's a heavy duty question. Yeah. And it's like, um, it is. No, but there was, uh, you know, but I discovered pornography very mm-hmm. early on in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so um, it's sex addiction. L- it's like, yeah, that was introduced into my world quite young. By who? Well, by, I've discovered I found it with your friends. And I found fa- well, I found it, you know, I found it, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so, you know. Um, wow, you went there all like uh, yeah. So, but you and I can go there and and uh, did I did I offend you? N- not at all. No, only I just gotta because catch my breath a second. I'm just only I'm because here, though. because yeah. most of the most of the spiraling I've witnessed in my life yeah. around people that go to the those dark places. Right. Something usually. It, it, it happened. Yeah, I and I mean, and, and, that's and it why could I, be a priest, okay, everything, or you forget. I sort or you, of, yeah, that's why I kind of like sort of stumble on it because it's like no, not directly, but indirectly, it's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. um, you I know. can say that I was molested. So, like, I mean, I, I, so I, I mean, I, I have no shame about it. It's right. something that I believe that all these things that are happening, if if people can take their very dark experiences. And yeah. like you have, turn it into art, right. or turn it into something that's positive, and work through it in an artistic way. And it can be painting or music or right. theater or art, whatever film. I've noticed those people like work through things, and it doesn't. It can still lead them into more darkness, or you can heal from it. And right, I I um I love all those people. They're my tribe. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. I mean, like healthy people are few and far between and if you're raised up in you know unhealthy households the atmosphere of the house gets in i was i you know i was definitely a scapegoated individual in a in in a in that kind of family of origin so you know at, at there's all kinds of wild activity that happens and then you find yourself on like as you grow older and older on the ass end of it sort of being blamed for everything somehow <laughs> which even if you were you know which is just kind of like wait what the fuck and and then you know you if you confront it then you end up becoming ostracized and uh within your own sort of family of origin and that's an incredibly painful brutal thing to endure and no and you will come off like the crazy one and you will also 
you know, be. This is a long conversation. Yes. Yeah. You, I understand. You will come off like that, and uh, and you will be that because it is it is such an extreme thing to go through that there's no way you're gonna be that you're gonna be entirely in your power immediately like a week later. It's gonna take a while. So for me, it 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 I got into boxing like heavily though like not just sort of into boxing i got way into it then i got into you kicked ass and you got I, I and you punched to. the shit out of the demons that that you, needed to come out of you right yeah on. well it just like and then uh and and yeah just i learned how to defend myself like sort of at, like um metaphorically and you know literally you know and yeah. so it's like uh and then, and then even starting this podcast, and then also making Instagram videos about MPD stuff and and all that. That's been a, a crazy journey to get the confidence to do that. And even you then asking me a question like that, that kind of gets really personal. And it's like, you know, no, I wasn't molested, but I was definitely coming from you know emotionally a, abused. Oh yeah, yeah. With, without a question of a doubt, you know, you know, and you know, I'm sorry to. Uh, I grew to, up with a lot of narcissistic parents, yeah, and I'm, a lot of narcissistic parents. Yes, because we lived in a commune, but I had a lot of people all around me, and and mm-hmm. my mother at the time was very, very unwell, um, not able to cope a lot, was Protective, super, super, yeah. super depressed, and um, and she was violent, especially with me because mm-hmm. I was the eldest. Mm-hmm. And later in life, she became a therapist mm-hmm. for abused children and women, and she helped so many people. But when I was growing up, I got, I left home at 14, hitchhiked across the United States when I was 15, but lived with this family. But I had to leave. She stabbed me. I mean, she was fucking nuts. Right. And, and I was very wounded and damaged from that. So mm-hmm. it took a lot of long time to, to um, unravel it and understand where I came from and not to say that and do I love my mother that's her over there painting that David uh, yeah. uh, Alexis painted that right um and uh yeah she was actually an incredible woman who also was violently it's abuse but by uh, the way I love my family of origin right? too even right. though we we are not speaking currently I understand uh you know I do love them too and yeah. that's what that there's a weird betrayal that you feel even this much exposure even like you know but at the fact of the matter is I sat in silence with all this for so fucking long. And Except it was in your music. It was in my music. It was definitely leaked out. In my, and I, I think ultimately that's what also led to the the sort of final things that kind of like broke us apart was I put out an album called The Family that was like too close to the bone. Even though to me it was a celebration of my family, I think it disturbed them greatly. And I think that it created... Um, some setup for some wild shit to happen, which, you know, led one thing leads to another. And How's then, Mercedes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, we don't talk. Right. You know, so. So nar- nurse, we, we understand narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. And we, you know, we have many people in our lives in and out um, in that I think uh, struggle with that. Yeah. And it's, 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 it can be really toxic and dangerous. So it's really important that you, have learned how to take care of yourself in a way and protect yourself because it's the energy of that is so so dangerous and toxic that it can really just take you down well it almost killed me it it, it certainly almost killed me and i certainly um came really close to to uh being gone at the end and i think that there's nefarious forces within families of origins or within within the structure of like narcs 
where um, you know they would rather see you go than than to risk exposure. Oh, if yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, I do. And and, uh, <laughs> and that's a wild fucking thing to uh, to like let kind of come through your your field of consciousness. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's heartbreaking beyond measure, but at the same time, I pretty much at this point have a sense of humor about it. And there's a sort of freedom that comes along with it once you um, understand that what it is and that there's nothing you can do about it's nothing it. nothing personal. It's not. It's just. It's weirdly like the most personal and then not personal at all because it's the structure of the disorder that yeah. you're up against. It's yeah. not really the people. They're. They're lost to a disorder. Yeah. You know, they, they build a false self and then that false self needs protection above all else. Yeah. And that false self needs fuel and gets this fuel from agitating people that, uh, you know, like stressing out, you know, like what, what you're dealing with. Yeah. Did, been, yeah. did you reconcile with your mother later on? Um, before, yeah, uh, we were really good. Um, you know, I was with her when she died, so I got to have that experience, which was quite beautiful, I have to tell you. Um, but it took a long time, and we there was always stuff. I see it in my own daughter because the breaking away. You know, she also you know needs to cut the cord, and she's pretty. She can be really brutal with me, and how painful it is. And I thought, wow, like I was like that with my mom, and I have to. She's just trying to find her own voice, mm -hmm. and and you know, coming from. The, family we come from um it's really important that she she's such a great artist and mm -hmm. has her own stuff that she needs to work through and um and and i have learned to let go and a lot a lot more than i ever was because i'm definitely a codependent yeah like seriously self-love deficit disorder yeah. is what ross rosenberg calls that oh wow yeah yeah for sure yeah learning how to love and take care of myself self-care mm -hmm. is um really new in a way like it seems like, like uh, people would think that i uh, but i i didn't have that I and i feel really good yeah i would think that it's like we're all i think humanity in general is expanding our consciousness a lot of us are getting more and more into self-care over the last couple of years i think and these kind of family of origin things are happening across the board and relation you know yeah. relationship structures are changing across humanity yeah. I think and the me too movement is an example of that too you know sexual dynamics between men and women are changing so I think it's all moving in, in the right direction but yeah, it's a painful process it's a really painful process I mean when I'm one of the women that came out uh, with oh, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein and yeah. and and it really did it did it set a fire storm across the world yeah. not to say that people like the cosby cosby woman hadn't come out before like but for some reason the time and the when we did right it suddenly people were going oh okay we'll listen and like they or not right <laughs> and you can see what's happening talk about a war i mean what's happening just the road this is why i have 1973 which is okay. when they they um, they passed yes roe v wade was passed then we have to remember that, but it's quite a war. I mean, right. I remember the day after the Kavanaugh hearings, which we kind of saw it all come up, blow up in our faces. Um, I got shingles the next day. I mean, the mm -hmm. stress of it all. But it it has opened a conversation. People are talking, and now we're really seeing how misogynistic and the patriarch is. They're angry, and it's great when I hear a man like you said I gave up porn three years 
ago. Um, yeah. where that, because that's all, it's all connected to that. It's certainly connected. Hating women. <laughs> well, it, and it's it's weird when you kind of get out of the melees of that porn, you know, just that porn addiction or whatever, and it's just like, and, and you sort of see it for what it is, all that stuff, and um, and how it, it, it is meant to keep people small and, and submerged in shame, and, and it also, it, it moves people to like weirder and weirder exploitative bullshit like what you were describing that awful porn scene you were describing is like what the fuck is that that's not even no that's not even sexy on any fucking no, level no. that's just gnarly so it's like that must have been what every, know, that dark web stuff because i'm i don't you know yeah, i know that there's like a whole other thing that is so dark and deep that i and it must have been then this kid showed it to these young kids the brother and it's, it's like how this yeah. poor kid like what and that they felt like you could just show it to the, oh, look at this dude, you know, 10-year-old brother. I mean, Yeah, wow. but I, I've also heard, like, in search engines of porn, and, and it's, you know, it's like I, I heard recently on a podcast or something, somebody talking about incest comes up more and more, like, in terms of this, like, you know, when it, su- it suggests what porn you want and everything, like, that, they, it has to get... Incest. Yeah, you know, the stakes of it have to get oh. more and more freaky, because the more and more <laughs> freaky it is, the more titillating it is. I'm really, you know, we're talk, we were talking for a minute about the Me Too movement and how it sparked, and then there's a lot of people who've been accused rightly, and then, but for me right now, the focus is like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going after some guy that pinched my ass in the 80s. Right. You know? I, I really, for me, it's about rapists and pedophiles. Yeah. And that's that's Absolutely. kind of where the focus is. I mean, you know, yeah. if you go after a guy flip, like you said the, something. The flip side of it is, yeah, you know, some men's yes, lives are being ruined, yes. and it's like, and damn, that's, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, it like, is. There is that side of it too, and and as a man, you feel even weird, even yeah. sort of speaking that out loud because but it's true. You want solidarity for for the women in your life, and and the women not in your life, just for women in general to be like, you know, treated well, as equals, like travel as equals or not at all, you know. I've, but, I've, but but there is that other side to it too. Yeah, I've seen a lot of women come to, you know, there are a lot of people that are out there. You you need to believe women. I I do feel that. But yeah. I but there's even some ha- bonkers I, there, women. There's some there's to, some bonkers and, women and who come say, out and jumped on a on a train. Right, and to say and kind that, of used it, and that is very dangerous well, because it's, it's disempowering it's, to women it, to it, say it, like it believe, ruins like, the movement. Well, also. Believe all women, so so women aren't capable of evil. That's disempowering yeah. women. That's dehumanizing women as well. Like, okay, women are just like good being. No, women are capable of evil too. Just like men are yeah. capable of evil. Everybody's capable. Look at Betsy uh, DeVos. Yeah, people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know. <laughs> what okay. made you? You were the one of the first ones to come out. What changed your mind, and you decided, okay, I'm going forward. I told I I told a lot of people through the years, and you know everybody. So you got to be careful, man. Oh, it's going up against him. You're screwed. And 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 because I said no, I mean I things did. Yeah, you said your, your career yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it after it was that. like it was it, it dissipated. It did, and it wasn't. It really was after that. I mean, it was like it didn't make sense. So what changed me? Ronan Farrell. Um, I loved Ronan and his integrity, his compassion his truth and he never pushed really hard it wasn't you know he wasn't hungry for a story he because he had his own experience and had gone through this with his own sister he really knew how to talk um about it and uh you know he'd worked on this for a long time and then i guess the new york times you know kind of got wind of that and then they did their own investigative journalism jody Cantor, and, and somebody interviewed you or something yeah now, I, now turn mine up sorry i did 
I did. I, I actually spoke to both of them, but um, I have to say it was Ronan who um, made the women feel safe uh -huh. um, and me feel safe. And now they have both have books coming out, I guess. Since, since you did it first, one of the first people, was there an immediate backlash or was everyone immediately on your side? I think there's still a back backlash. It certainly hasn't helped things. No, I mean, I, but I really do feel strongly that maybe all of this happened for a reason because this is the truth and we need to live in it. And I feel Well, it's changing proud. the dynamics between yeah. men and women across the board and we're all evolving yeah. and we're all learning you know, as we go, you oh. know? And it helped, you know, Tarana Burke, who had been doing this work for over 17, 18 years, for many, many years, helping so many women. She's one of the great, you know, activists and speakers to be able that it, it, it really highlighted and elevated her extraordinary work um, was was uh, really important. And I'm happy that that happened. What was that? Explain that work. Um, her work is working with uh rape victims uh -huh. and uh, people who've been in trauma and uh, working through it and hearing their stories, mm -hmm. believing them and helping them um, open up to be able to tell those stories. But she's she's the pioneer in this. Mm -hmm. And she'd been doing it for years. So her the Me Too is her. Oh, okay. She, that was her phrase. Okay. And then, you know, some, you know, girls put it out there like, and wait a minute, hold on. It was... This is Tarana Burke. Mm -hmm. This is her 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 uh, her brand. Actually, it is me too. And she started. That. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's Tarana so, Burke. And then okay, everybody use you know they associate us with it. But the Me Too movement was started by Tarana Burke eighteen years ago, twenty years ago. Oh, um, really? That yes. long ago? And then and and was then, it called Me Too that long yeah, ago? Yes, but wow. she but no one really. I mean, people knew about it in her community and all the incredible women that she helped and helped speak out, but no one had, it didn't get so huge until, unfortunately, our stories came out, which is a drag, but um, for her, it's great because she now speaks around the world and I've seen her speak and man, it's powerful. Right. She's amazing. Yeah. So what are you doing about um, healing your codependency? Um, I go to... I. 12 step stuff for that. Are you doing that? Yeah. Code, I, I, Coda? I, yeah. We're not supposed to, we're not supposed to like I know. That's what they like, say. It really bugs me. On, I, I, but Everybody I, talks about I, it. Like, come on. Russell I've, Brand's writing books called The 12 Steps. It's like. Really? Well, I oh. think he's got one. I mean. Well, it saved we his all, life. I think now we all get it that it's like. He, he healed his sex addiction. Yeah. I mean, he was a real sex addict. Yeah, he worked yeah. through it. So, but I do believe that that, that um, spiritual program helped me. Um, Put the focus on myself, right? Because I'm always focusing on everybody else all the time, and try to look at my part in things, my re reactivity, my mm -hmm. um, family origin. Like I, I can react. Um, well, they want you to react. By yeah. the way, if you're dealing with narc abuse, Ugh. it's all about getting you to react. So once you really kind of realize that, that what the game is. You realize that if you if you do like flip out vibe, yeah. you're it's like them hitting a jackpot like, on the kiss. Gotcha. Dude, it's like this going yeah. sevens, like ding yeah. ding ding yeah. ding, like all the money pours out. Yeah, because that's all the fuel, you know. I've learned um, from my own my own life 
how and not to say that I'm good at it every day because you know sometimes you have a slip and you blow it but mm -hmm. what I am good at now is being able to immediately go hey I'm sorry I said you know and get right in there and not let a resentment build up or someone feel sh shitty for a very long time and go oh, I'm sorry that was not cool like I'm able to do that and I don't I wasn't able to do that in my life before what, when ap I apologize, you mean? Yeah, or? but to the people that deserve that, I right. mean, it's hard. I, I now have serious boundaries of yeah. what is okay for my life. I've and, developed boundaries. Yeah, and I never yeah. had them. Before. I didn't have them at all. I was like boundaryless, and I thought that was cool. Like I have no boundaries, mm -hmm. you know. Then you see the sort of the dark side of that. Yeah, you know. But I think it's all about starting to like value how you feel. Uh, um, about you more than how other people feel about you. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's like, how do I feel about myself? Um, yeah, I'm coming up to this birthday and it's kind of freaking me out and I never thought it would. I never cared about stuff like that, but it's just like, oh, wow. Um, I, may, I am going to be an old, wise woman um, and I feel so young inside my but you soul. Are, you look young. I mean, but I, but and, I you, and you seem young and your energy is young and whatever to young anyway. Who cares but about young? But I just young? started feeling, I started, I know it's shallow. It's so shallow. Well, it's not I that get, shallow. It, it, makes, it, it, I, I, it just started hitting me like, wow, this birthday is a really big birthday. And I feel, I feel um, a little freaked out about it. And I don't know why. And I, it's silly. But it's, Why it's do you think it is? Because of the number or? Probably because... Most likely, I would think it's more about probably the business I'm in and how they judge women and ageism is already such a taboo. You know, oh gosh, they want younger and younger. It's like now Switch I'm really- Switch your business. I right? You be become a podcaster. Yeah. You can have so much fun doing this, like being creative with this. this you don't need anybody to fucking like, oh, I'll hire you to do this. Like, fuck it. Like no. you are, you're like- uh, but you're you still know, doing music. You're a diamond, of course. Thank God. Of course. Don't you love him too? I so can't give that up. But when did my, we meet? My new album's coming out in October, by the way. Okay, yay. New record. Well, <laughs> I probably have world. every record. Yeah. But how old were you when we, we met? We met- You were uh, 20 something. 25 when Peter Gabriel signed me. Okay. And that's how we- And, and we were yeah. in that movie, Hell's Kitchen. Well, because I got you that. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Hell's Kitchen is like, is going to become like a cult- Legendary. Do you think movie. people ever watch, see it? Do you no, think? You, I've never but, seen, I but my it's really in a movie. Angelina Jolie. My, Angelina Jolie. Really? It was Pfeiffer. the first time I I saw Angelina Jolie. It was like uh, Rosanna like said, "Oh my God, there's this uh, actress in this movie called or actor maybe you called her. I don't know, but yeah. like said Angelina, she's like really pretty." And I was like, "Oh okay." And I was like thinking, "Damn, you're pretty." So like, what are you talking about? And then I, I played her mother. And then yeah, <laughs> and then she walked in, and it was like, "Damn!" It's like I, the first time I saw Angelina Jolie, it was. In, in person yeah you know kind of yeah. kind of mind-blowing so the director and the producer johnny were, whitworth oh shout yeah. out to johnny whitworth oh, i'm still right. friends with him are you how, how's yeah. he doing he's good oh cool yeah tell him hi i will um and it, yeah it was a it was a it was an interesting script and um and then the the producer and director of a friend of mine, Valerie. Tony Chinapini. Chinapini, yes. Yeah, but my friend Jonathan Cohen reckons it's going to be like a, a cult classic. Like, what was that one movie that just came out where James Franco's played the fake version of the movie? You know? It's pick up the artist, something, it's something artist. Oh, the. Uh, well. 
it was the escape artist yes no. yes something something like that yeah about that guy yeah, who yeah, made that guy. crazy yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i forget what it's called he was funny. everybody knows what it's called yes. though they're like yes. calling us idiots, to or idiots. come on we can what if, nobody knows what it's called i'll look it up anyway that like somebody reckons it could become one of those because it's so kind of Let's face it, it's it's not like the greatest movie in the world. No, but, but it, the, the score is great. The sc- and, and I think... <laughs> he there, did a great score. Yeah, and I think there's something to it. The movie is like pretty like, pretty like kitschy in a way, almost. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's, some, there's some... I, I haven't seen it in years. My, I have a friend who... I think it, Angelina was 22 when she was Is it on yeah. Netflix or anywhere? I don't know of anybody. Hell's Kitchen? I don't know. But it... it but my friend, they're obsessed with it. There's a few people that are obsessed with Hell's really? Kitchen. Oh. Yes, in that way. Wow. In, 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 like they couldn't believe I was involved the in it. Like, the disaster artist. The disaster artist. Right. Yeah. They couldn't believe I was involved in it. Like it, they started becoming obsessed with it, not to do with me. Like so, there might be something to it. Wow. And and the and pop culture How needs long things is your like scene that. In the movie? Oh, like ten seconds. Oh, okay. She no, I had a couple maybe, like, but she <laughs> gave me an acting lesson. It was hard because I had to go like five minutes before you went on. I was like, the, our characters in the the movie were in recovery, and uh, going to twelve step, and she was like um, relapsing, I think, and I was like. So am I going to see you at the meeting? Come on, I mean it. And now I'm like, you know what keeps happening on this podcast is we keep seeing things like manifesting in real life from from fiction. And now that I'm thinking of that scene in that movie, there's something relationship-wise with us being in recovery from something similar and being like all these years later, come on, let's do this. That's right. Like a reflection of that scene in that movie. Let's heal. Let's heal. It's all about healing and and helping others heal. I think at the yeah. end of the day, just and just being in your truth and yeah. being kind and being a good human being. And it's really hard these days with what everything that's around us. Because man, that talk about some toxic narcissistic energy around us. Yeah, the whole but government. Yeah, but the government's always been like a madhouse, hasn't yeah. it? Like what, not like this. Know? Not we've never seen anything like this. We've yeah. never seen anything like this. We're watching our country, democracy, be completely destroyed by right. this. And and fascism is here. And yeah, people what got to wake up. Platforming of like, I you know yeah that's when I wrote because I wrote this big anti-Trump song when he was like before he became uh, even the nominee. Because yeah. uh, his uh, meetings or his rallies or whatever was like looking kind of weirdly fascist and stuff like that, and it freaked me out. Yeah. But all these years later, and there's plenty about him that still is freaking me out, of course. I'm not a Trump supporter. But at the same time, the left has started to freak me out in their reaction and, and the deplatforming and stuff like that. Yeah. that like, I'm kind of like going, wait a minute. Like, because I, I would have thought, I'm total, I'm a, you know, you can call me a libtard all day yeah, long. Yeah. I, that's me, you know. Yeah. But it, but once they start deplatforming people, then I'm just together. like, then How I'm like, wait, that's not me. Because I'm into freedom of speech. And yeah. even somebody is like offbeat and crazy is someone like Alex Jones. You start deplatforming him. It's a slip. And I'm not defending him, but I'm just only, saying. Only because I know his wife. And it, well, and I tell you, when, when, you, when the platform it's a slippery about slope hatred and racism well i don't know See, that's that, that's that's yeah. what he was doing and okay. he was he was he was going after i mean the guy ended up committing suicide one of the parents of sandy hook yeah. whose child was killed in in, in by a gun right. and, and and the destructive 
evil, horrible, taking these this this these families down, saying it didn't happen. Right. Or that they're lying about yeah. it. Their children well, died. Well, I'm not here to defend Alex Jones. Yeah. I don't really know that much about Please. him. I'm saying that it's a slippery slope, though. Once you start deplatforming people, where do we draw the line? And and what happens but is more and more... But I think it's okay more... to deplatform hatred and violence and, ign- and it, because people are fanning the flame of racism so that they're going out and taking guns and shooting gay people and people of color. It's dangerous. Yeah. That's not okay. Right. And so when you have... Well, I definitely, Giant. I agree with that. Right? I well, that's it, what he was doing. Okay, if that's what he was that's doing. That's what he was doing. I didn't like, know that. He, I thought he just was like, kind of like a conspiracy crazy. I think he's crazy and he's evil, but um, that's I didn't why know he got. He, I didn't know he was evil, but. It, he's pretty evil. I mean, okay. he, he, uh, you know. Poor, I've seen him on took, Joe Rogan and he's funny. Took you his know, wife, but, his children away from his wife. I mean, it's like, I, didn't, just, I don't know that ugh. the details of, his, of him, but I, it's more, I was making more of a, not so much, I know I brought his name up, but I meant more of a general thing. It's like they're starting to de Censorship. Ce- That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about. about censorship. More and more that, yeah. Okay. Like not to get into Alex Jones, but more ce- just censorship ce- in general. I just think, and that seemed to be coming from the left more than the right, which freaked me out. Because when you talk about fascism, that's like censorship and shit like but that. But when you have platforms like the Twitters and mm-hmm. the, the, the Facebooks that are funded mm-hmm. by by people who want to fan the fuels of of hatred and racism, mm-hmm. then it's a it's a it's it's a danger zone. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's an interesting time we live in for sure, and these and people are building platforms that are massive. I know, and but, I mean, but we you know the president of the United States is meeting with you know the biggest dictators in the world, and what happened to our country. I, I I don't get, I mean, all we're trying to do is protect democracy. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what a a libtard is just trying to protect the the democracy that exists. That's what I'm into And they're dismantling it daily. And we can't let that happen. Republicans, Republicans should not let that happen. Extremes, I think extremes on both sides have gone a little bit off the fucking rails. Yeah. Yeah. Ehud's a libtard for how, how often? I'm just kidding. How often are you on social media that you, you know, become enraged and aware of all this? I'm, you know, I have a, a lot of very, very smart friends and um, groups of people that are that are wise, and I I listen to them. I have discussions with them, and mm-hmm. I hear what they say, and they are um, part. Of social media and that could be your podcast become, yeah i'm not i i think just like this i would have just any walk of life of person that's interesting to me i would i would talk to but you know i did two documentaries where i interviewed right. people so i really i love this and so i this love is a the, good format and i love you. that you're doing this because um you're really good at it thank and so, you and i i love i love you know your music i love you as a human being and i love, I love that you're you doing too. this yeah we're yeah. good pals we've known each other for many years yeah. It's like a long time. I remember I played you Redemption's Son in your house. You had uh, just written it. Just written it. Where yeah. was that house? Up in Laurel Canyon. Up in Laurel Canyon. Yeah, I remember. It was amazing. It was such a good house. Oh, I wish I didn't sell that. It was such a big that mistake. That was a great house. That was me, you know, selling my house for some moron that I ended up being with and just ruined my life. And, <laughs> 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 and I sold my, I shouldn't have sold. That would have been my daughter's house right now. Yeah. It's such a good place. 
Um, um, can we shift to talk about yeah. one of my favorite movies of yours? It's called After Hours. Okay. Would you, oh, you don't want to talk no, about I that? No, I love it. You it, love that they one? Just, they just showed it in, yeah. in, uh, in um, America Cinematheque. Uh, uh, like That's a, such a great a magical ago. movie, isn't it? It was so good. I What's up with that? Is that Martin Scorsese? Full on. Full I mean, on, that's right? Martin Scorsese and, and then the wise and wonderful Griffin Dunn and uh. Amy Robinson, who, of course, cultivated the script from um, a Sundance workshop. Yeah. Joe Minion wrote it. And oh, it's cool. a it's it's a cult classic. It really oh, is. Man. And all the people. It's, it's just magical. Yeah. And it's a lot of people's favorite movie. That, you know, it's that that Soho Manhattan that doesn't exist in the anymore. 80s. It kind of does. Really? It's a, I personally, for me, I make it exist. Okay. I feel like New York still has that magic. Oh, good. Oh, I, I love New York. I mean, but yeah. those neighborhoods, well, that were, yeah. like, they're now all, you know, yeah. they're all uh, built that's, up. That's true. It's With, built up. Built up. and But Soho still has know, got that. Like, you walk through Soho. A lot of Starbucks. At, that's true. <laughs> but you walk through Soho at night, you can get that after hours vibe. Good. All you got to do is squint your eyes a little bit. And it's like, you can you can feel like you're in Do you that. love New York? I fucking love it. Where are you? I'm in the East Village Still. now. I'm I'm okay. on. But you were Avenue, there a long time ago. On Avenue A, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you right, own your right place or are you renting? Right across the street from Tompkins Square Park, I rent. Okay. Yeah, we sh we filmed the podcast in the basement of a club right there. Oh, great! Yeah, and I have a painting studio in the basement of the club. I love too. your paintings. You Thank know you. how much I love your paintings. Thank you so Such much. A Why aren't you doing a sh real show? Like well, a I'm, I'm working on it. I'm manifesting. You have so so many beautiful paintings. I love yeah. love them. So how do you prepare for a role like when like in After Hours or something like that or like well, the other one I think about a lot is when you were in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Like uh, I I mean do you by just, the way do you improvise music, or mm, or what do you do? I have to have the right music uh -huh. for the characters. So I like have my playlist and it will put yeah. me in certain moods. I always kind of start with uh, astrological sign. <laughs> I really? know that sounds so airy fairy, no, but it I do. And then I love because that the shit. personality of of a person um, can be right there in front of you and, and just and sometimes and randomly go, I'll be a cancer in this. That's a great and then idea. I, and I've done that. So you start filling out the mm -hmm. character with astrology. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I've done that uh, through the years. So um, what was the, do you remember what the character I in After know, I, You probably I, don't. I remember, like, she's, you know, a Looney Tunes is what she was, so um, I don't remember because it's a long That'd time ago, ago, Joe. Yeah, sorry, but you, you know, <laughs> could have been last week. It's a know. long time ago. Oh my god. Um, what about Pulp Fiction? Do you remember? Mm -mm. No. No. And by the way, I didn't really watch any of my movies for a lot of years. I yeah. just, I saw After Hours. I've seen, I, for the first time, I saw the full version of of Desperate Susan was like 10 years or 15 years later mm -hmm. at a film festival that they yeah. showed. I never, I saw a rough cut of it and then never saw it. That's funny. So I don't really like to go and sit and watch you know myself, but Peter I did Gabriel like Gabriel told me about Desperately Seeking Susan. What? He said that that was your look and that Madonna kind of took your look and then ran with it in pop culture. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh is that Is that true or false? Um, <laughs> I would probably have to say, I don't think that, uh, um, she took anything from me. She was really, her own. yeah. I mean, that was her vibe. Okay. I don't, well, he said that. I well, know. I mean, I mean, how can you, you know, like, you want to get into a big Madonna word? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Talk about. Talk about what? Oh. <laughs> no thanks. Oh man, um, I don't know. 
No, but I I don't know. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. Did you guys? Uh, we were pals. We were yeah. good pals then. And uh, and the last time I saw her, I think was two years at an Oscar go at her Oscar party that I I got invited to. Not by her though, but by Laura Dern mm-hmm. who brought me. And uh, are you still good friends with Laura Dern? I love Laura. Yeah, yeah she's wonderful and shout out rocking, to Laura Dern. Rocking it right now. What's and she Big doing? Little Li- She's in Big Little Lies oh, yeah. right now, and she's amazing. And it, I, I it's on that, tonight. Yeah, I watched by the that way. first season. I, I, I don't ever stick with shows, so it's nothing this one to do is with that show. Really good. I you know the television that's on the, uh, the Netflix stuff, the things that are on Netflix and mm-hmm. HBO and all those things are you know some fantastic. I don't know if you've seen Dead to Me, which is probably my no. new favorite show. That's on Chris, Netflix. Right? Christina Applegate. I and barely ever watch TV. Linda Cardellini. It looks good. I it's so good. They are. You're, they're you're so coming good. up on a Netflix show. Yeah, I'm. Nurse, nurse. Yeah, ratchet. I'm not in it a lot. Um, they they have like such a huge, amazing cast, and um, you know, I'm. I'm Nurse it's Ratchet. Called, it's called Ratchet. 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 Yeah. By, based on Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's But it's in the nurse. 40s before she hits. Um, you before know. she becomes talk about narc. Yeah. The evil, like Miss Rat- Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, is is the quintessential narc who wants to control and inflict pain on others and and gets off on that. Sarah Paulson, who's such a great actress, um, is playing her, and you know they had such a huge cast, and they're you know they're he, he Ryan Murphy is I, I don't know how he does it, but he has all these shows and writes them and these characters and. You know, I'm happy I'm coming in and then having a, I would say, a, a fun moment. And then who knows? It could it could go somewhere. Who knows? I yeah. know they didn't kill me, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, if they're smart, they're going to blow up no, your character. It would be fun. I would love it. What, I, what's your character in it? Um, you know, um, I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to talk about it. Oh, right, you know, you just, just keep it. And just People you. be tu- tuning in. and um, yeah. But I, I, was, I was really... I really liked what he created for me and it, it resonated in how I feel about things. So I was really happy about that. That's cool. Yeah. So what kind of stuff do you, do you believe in like the power of like sort of manifesting and stuff like that? Like how, and, how can and, I just say absolutely? Yes. Yeah. And what, I really do. And what do you do in terms of like manifesting things? And like, do you have like, techniques about like writing things down or do you visualize I do you do actively visualize. do stuff what do you do i meditate i va- i actively visualize things um i have to like we talked about stay out of this negative spiral in my head which is like the monkey mind chatter mm-hmm. that can be a bummer right a lot and um and that is a constant battle within myself to like you know go back i really believe in angels yeah, I, I know that sounds so woo woo airy fairy, but I've seen them, I've experienced them, I've heard them, and I. How do you hear them? A, my kid almost died when she was two. She mm-hmm. had, um, I won't say the name, but a, a, a famous apple juice, and it had E. coli in it. She mm-hmm. almost died right. from it, and had totally total, total um, kidney failure across the country. A bunch of people were dying from E. coli in this apple juice, mm-hmm. and Capri Sun. No, I'm not going to say okay. it. <laughs> I can only think of one you know, Yeah, yeah. So, so um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's just say it was organic. It was supposed to be. And um, uh-huh. she almost died. She had kidney failure. And they told me she was dying. And I was like, uh, I had this moment where, 
and they put her on dialysis and I, she was two and I thought take my I like take my arms I, like take me mm-hmm. like I I was ready to give it all this really really happened it's, it's a miracle story and I love it mm-hmm. I have to tell you because it really happened I had this vision my mom this is about six months before she died and uh, she was with me and I saw this vision of eight mm-hmm. gigantic the huge as tall as this tall ceiling angels but with gigantic wingspan and one of them was holding her above her like mm. she was leaving her body and they put her back into her body I, and I held my mom mom like I saw it mm-hmm. and then I had stopped breastfeeding at 17 months and um and then this is before I think this is before this is before Pulp Fiction, uh, before our, our movie. Uh-huh, it's right Hell's before Kitchen. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it's like right before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I prayed that if my milk could come back, because I had breastfed her for 17 months, mm-hmm. I felt like if my milk came back, I would be able to... Save it, her? Yes. Yeah. And I swear, my milk came back the next morning. Wow. Swear to God. Uh-huh. It was a miracle, and I breastfed her for another, like, six months. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I know. It really happened. Yeah. And I do, uh, you know, people will think, oh, that didn't happen. You're not telling them. I don't, it I happened. I think plenty of people will believe that it happened really did. exactly as you say it and, and totally have no so problem. So I hear them, and I still believe in <laughs> yeah. angels, and I, I feel them. I do, too, by the way. Yeah. And I've <laughs> also, you know, and I like to stay in that i'm not even attracted to super dark things even though you know it's great to be an actor and be able to do that i realize like i guess i'm not that good of an actor because i don't i'm not even attracted to even i don't even know how to delve into that part of me not to say i can't be wicked or Mm -hmm. any of that and be but i think at this day and age like where i'm at in my life i don't even want to put that out there right well because of the power of manifesting because yeah, like we've been hearing some crazy stories lately about like people write a song, you know, and then all of a sudden it comes true, this kind of thing, yeah. you know, like so in a way there's there's good sense to be kind of afraid of that kind of stuff, I think. Like I just... Art is like spells. It is, well, they are. Yeah, yeah. What were you about to say though? I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, just thinking of a Joni Mitchell lyric, I just actually saw her the other day at a funeral of... Um, Elliot Roberts, who was mm-hmm. who was a great great friend wearing of mine, and t-shirt. yeah, you're wearing the Buffalo Springfield T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That was his band, and Neil Young's manager, and Joni Mitchell's manager. And I was just thinking, I just of, borrowed this from Rosanna. That's why it's so tight on me. You can have it. It looks <laughs> really good. yeah. I have it. All right. Um, songs are like tattoos, you know, yeah. which is the lyric that Joni Mitchell. And I don't know why I was thinking. I don't know why that you were talking about manifestation. Uh huh. What's the spells, lyric? How does the lyric spells, go? Songs are like songs tattoos. Are like, Songs are like tattoos. Oh my God! How could I not remember anything about Joni Mitchell, which I have in my head? But this is called turning old. <laughs> I can't remember things as much. But I don't have Alzheimer's. I got my brain checked, but I'm forgetful. And I know her are, by do, heart. Do you I know eat her carbs? by carbs. Do you think they're good for you? Fuck no. They're bad, right? They ca- they create inflammation, and they create inflammation in your brain. You got to start operating off of ketosis, but we can talk about that later, or we could talk about it now. Are you talking about the keto diet? Yeah. Are you talking about meat? I am. 
I'm so, but like I, the stuff that's in the meat now. Like yeah, you have but to get you can organic. get grass fed. Like I mean, and I know that's like, and I've tried veganism and well, stuff like is that. Is that why you're looking? Because I've been vegan. Honestly, and, you know, I, it, I did put weight on my tummy, honestly, and I think like, it's from being a vegan. My 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 health and the vegans are gonna like hate me or whatever. Yeah. But my health started to like dwindle, and I start and. It's then happening. I, I started eating. I started going into ketosis, and in the first time I even had bone broth, I was like, it was, it was just like, it freaked me out. I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, so it was an uncomfortable thing for me to do. But I just started doing it for my health, and then slowly I started like doing more and more research on it. And honestly, it, think- and my health got so much better. Like my everything. Started getting like much better. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just, She's uncomfortable. No, I'm, I'm freaking. Dude, I'm just thinking about uncom- holy cows. But no, I agree too. But but but, like, but I I but, hear you. But you know, I wonder. And, I, and I'm did coming it come out of the from closet the... right now of like being a meat eater because it's no. like it's an uncomfortable. Well, tell this. Thing, you can. But, no, but you were here but to I'm tell try, the truth. I'm trying here to tell the truth, and I'm also trying to like. This is something that has been helping me, and it's also be and mo- more and just like. It's been helping me physically, but all but the main thing, and this is why I'm sort of like almost like fuck it, I got to be brave about like opening up about what my current diet is, is because it, mentally, the clarity has been crazy, and it's because there's no more inflammation. I'm not just eating but I thought pasta. Great, that meat causes inflammation. That's what you think, but when you research it, it's like man, we've. It's another way that I feel like, in a way, if you want to go conspiracy. It's another way in which I feel like, you know, we're meant to be staying, like to be made small and not really in our power. Because I thought the keto diet was created by the people who, who, who for the meat industry. I mean, there's so much, you I know, think. there's, there's, then, there's conspiracies every which way. Cancer. The first thing they do when you have cancer is yeah. take you off meat, meat and sugar. Yeah. Well, no, it's sugar is the devil. It's for the one. devil. Everyone agrees on that. Like yeah. everyone agrees on sugar, but then carbs become sugar. So, yes. and, and, and so like all also, like veganism, it's like, oh man, this is just gonna get outraged in the fucking comment section. But like, you know, it's just like it's to, your experience to, right now. It's my and experience it's, right now, and, and, it's okay. it, and it could change. Sometimes I've yeah. been a vegan, and and I've de- and I've been I've, I've even done raw fruitarian. I've done fruitarian before. That's crazy because okay, that's that all was sugar. A, that was a little crazy. But like, <laughs> but you tried it. But I tried it. There's yeah. this keto shake in my neighborhood of, of and it's sunlight. your personal experience after you, having tried it, yeah. not just preaching. Well, I'll tell you what. It also like what I've been doing with this keto operating from ketosis, which for people out there that don't know, it's like you're using fat as your source of fuel rather than sugar and and, and carbs, which kind of has this like yo-yo effect, and you get hangry, and you need to like it's like more it's like this less stable form of energy whereas if you're burning off of fat and ketosis it's a calmer kind of more even keeled and you have no zero body fat right i mean the carbs definitely well yeah yeah and and yeah so and it all anyway you also run but that i do but like i was doing that before on the carbs and and even though i certainly you never have a carb not not anymore lately no are you sober sober oh sober sober not even alcohol Alcohol, alcohol is the, the demon. Not even alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol is the alpha and the omega. I'm yeah. t- you should say not even weed, and in in the answer to that would be not even weed. Good for you. Not even fucking weed. How long you know? has it been? I'm so proud of you. Well, it's been over three years without alcohol or any really hard drugs, Fantastic. and then weed. I had um, post traumatic stress disorder, really hardcore, for about two years when I like. Um, broke away from my family of origin it was it was traumatizing yeah 
And weed became medicinal for me at that point. It, it, there was a long period of time when weed would trigger me into re- full-on relapse. But there was, but weed is really great for people with post-traumatic stress disorder. And once it became medicinal for me, it never triggered a relapse. And then there was a certain point where I was just like, I no longer need weed. You're, and it was like my mind just said, you're smoking weed for fun now. Yeah, and as soon as that happened, and I and I go back and forth with it. Never started drinking again, but Good. then and then and eventually I just was like, you know what, I'm done with weed, and and I, and I get I'm, depressed if I smoke weed. Yeah, like I, I, it it messes with my brain it, it, chemistry. I, I don't trust it. Yeah. I think it's too strong now. It yeah. makes me paranoid. It, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if I was smoking weed because it makes me overthink things, and you can't you know talk about like every time I do one of these I think like oh no what did I say of course you know you have to learn how to just go okay I'm just going to speak you know in the moment or else what's the point of a podcast in a way so it's like there's no way I would have the bravery to do this if I was like smoking weed now of course Joe Rogan's like one of the greatest podcasters of all time and he smokes weed on his podcast so maybe I'll get there but I'm not there now do you like CBD? Um, CBD is pretty good. Yeah, cool. I guess so. You know, I don't know like, what it does. It's like it's supposed to help with if, inflammation. But I don't have that anymore because yeah, so I'm on ketosis. Go to, I might have to. But so, you, ketosis diet. Yo, dude, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you what, like it's Just try it. It's it's insane. Are you doing? It? No, but he's he, pushing me to. I I did it years ago. <laughs> I, did I know it. where this is gonna go. I, yes, and then he's gonna I, say, I, "Yeah, I got gout." I did it for for a while, <laughs> and and I got gout in my toe, which was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Oh, okay. and, then, and then when you look at these, what causes gout? It's, it's extra, extra protein. The, and then crystallizes like in yeah. between your I joints. I want you to try it again. I, I will. No, I will. Cause so I yeah, what about that? But I think he's got a point there because it does like clogged arteries. You know all that. How can it not do that? <laughs> I don't know. I listen. I'm not an expert, but but I'm, it works but, for but, you. But it's but, working for me, and 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 I'm researching it. You know, this is going to be like people are going to roll their eyes, but I'm researching it a lot on YouTube, which people roll their eyes when you say you research stuff on YouTube. But it's like, where the fuck else are we researching? Everything's on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. But, it's like there's all these doctors and stuff and there's there's so much. What do you call it? Not like not like blood work in, but like there's there's all kinds of like stories. I forget what what you call it. Like so many people are reversing diabetes, all this kind of stuff. From the ketosis diet? From yeah, from like carnivore and ketosis diet. And 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 it's basically like I don't like the carnivore. I know. It's a, it's it's, it's, it's step by step. But, but, like, but you know, this is the thing. It works no for judgment you. and whatever and, works for the other per- like yeah. it's and working chole- for you. And cholesterol isn't isn't the devil they've always said it is. Cholesterol comes to the scene of a crime like firemen when somebody has a heart attack, there's cholesterol present because cholesterol was coming there to repair things. And the sugar company, I forget what it was called, but there's this book by uh, um, uh, Chris Kressner, I think is his name, called Unconventional Medicine. And and it talks about like how um, there was, uh, somebody paid 50 grand to like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher the retelling of this, but read that book, Unconventional Medicine. And that guy's a, um, I, I do, I'm into unconventional medicine. I'm all alternative, so I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't like Western meds. Right, but not to say that there isn't an incredible place well, for it, and you can people can use it. But I myself fasting don't. is another thing. Like it, like if you if you the 16 hour thing. Well, or if you do intermittent fasting and you get into some ketosis, and you like every once in a while do like a lo- longer water fast of like two days, three days. You know, like you just can, water. Yeah, just do water. Just like give yourself get so then you can get 
um, something called autophagy happening. And what autophagy is, is it's your the your old cells get eaten up by your body. They start using the old dying cells as a fuel source. Those cells that are prone to becoming cancerous and all that. Once you kick into autophagy, it's like the greatest thing for your health. It rejuvenates everything. You get a flood of stem cell production. Oh. Talk about becoming young again. I'm ready. Like no, I'll do it. I, I just and 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 it, and it's, and if you're on a ketosis level, then the idea of fasting for like a day or two is no big deal. If you're on a carb up and down, then you stop eating for a day. All of a sudden, you get that like I'm starving. Oh my god, what the yeah. fuck? But if but if especially there's another guy on YouTube called uh, he does this thing called snake juice, which is basically like if you use electrolytes in the water you don't get that crazy um ha, uh like dizzy hangry feeling when you fast so as long as you're getting salt and electrolytes you put it in the water look up snake juice uh on youtube that's what they call it but it's just water with like salt and yeah. stuff um and that guy's really interesting start like studying those things get into autophagy like at least once a month let your right. body kick into autophagy for a couple of days it's no big deal yeah. and experiment with ketosis for like a month and see what you think just because i do that, a keto shake in the morning because, i have to say i do that okay because also they're they're but discovering no that it's this is like what's causing <laughs> um alzheimer's and that brain fog that you're talking about yeah. oh, God. which is what made us talk about this whole thing anyway and you see your clarity will come back Okay. I'm telling you. I forgot the lyrics of J of Joni. It's all, and we can like yeah. thank Joni Mitchell, and, and, you know, <laughs> which is like not a bad thing. But there you go. Speaking of Joni Mitchell, the room we're in is filled with music. Yeah, uh, Joel. Lou Reed I need a big John black Lennon. and white of you. Okay, yeah. Can and, you give me one? Yeah, Keith, of course. Are you did music well, always influence your life? Are you a big fan? I pretty much looks of a lot of the. So we're not talking about autophagy anymore? No, is that what she moved on to music. I think we're moving listen, on to music. We're moving I'm on to sitting music. here, I'm okay. looking at Lou Reed and John Lennon, and I'm like, and there's Mick and Keith. I know, I took and, a selfie with Keith. Like, I'm going to yeah. post and, it. And there's guitars in here. Do you play? As he knows, I do not, but I have great friends like him who do. We went to Guitar Center one time yes. and he we bought a, that guitar yeah. together. So did you tune it? Did you tune it? Not yet. I tuned the other one. So the guitars are for visitors. For people like Joe to play a song. Yeah. It's my well, favorite thing in the world. Why is, don't you learn how to make some songs? I know. I had this really funny idea for a short, yeah. which was to get all my friends who were musicians showing me one chord. Yeah, it's not you that know, hard, and just like a shot. by yeah, the way. Well, that's what Chrissy, is, you know, we're talking Chrissy Hines, my who, best girlfriend. Shout out to Chrissy Hines. I'm from, oh, she would hate me now that I did the, you know, she's a heavy vegetarian. Oh, that was really, Anyway, uh, there, no. I just lost my, any me, credibility with her ever. For, she's if a meat I, eater. She would be oh very angry. God. I know, but, but, um. But we're from Akron, Ohio. That's right. Yeah. She had she had a the uh, the vegetarian which yeah, was, that the was her restaurant. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. And I went there. Oh, cool! I gotta sorry, tell you that. I, sorry. Yeah, I closed sorry. down. It's a real bummer. Yeah. She worked really hard to have that. But but you know you writing songs might be a great idea. Like starting a podcast and writing songs, I think would be so fun for you. And all you got to do is learn like you know three. She said four chords. Yeah. Okay. Two chords. I say two, like Mick Jagger wrote all of Some Girls with two chords. Like, just learn really? A and E. Yeah. yeah you don't, e. you really don't need I think much. I might have them already. See. You probably have those, and then just like start like humming I just some have ideas. To have my, every time you're in town, give me a guitar lesson. I would love to. <laughs> It'd be so fun. <laughs> Call That's the myself, album Gangs never, of Love. Gangs of Love. I mean, we need some gangs of love right now. Yeah. We're going to have gangs, at least to have them be about love. Yeah. Not hate. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, keep going, Ehud. I like the way about you were interviewing Well, you were interviewing about her music. about music. I oh. liked it. I didn't mean to <laughs> cut you off. I, I went so in. So you have, there's pictures of Joni Mitchell here, like yeah. personal photos. So what's your relationship with Joni? So uh, Joni's an old friend of mine. I've known her since I was probably 19. Um, and the picture you're seeing there is Zoe and I. We went on the road with her up the state of California for uh, with our friend Paul Starr. Yeah. And that's that's her with my I think Zoe was three and there's Zoe and and Joni and Joni's got a cigarette. <laughs> it's so funny. Tom Petty's there, my friend Tom, who I absolutely love, old friend. <laughs> Let's just face it, I love rock and roll. How did you? I love music. How, I love music. Who I grew you up to Joni. So this is because I live. My godfather was a man named Hamilton Camp, and there was a folk band called Gibson and Camp. Big influence on uh, on Neil Young and and a lot of great artists. Um, I saw. I was at the Philadelphia Folk Festival as a little kid. Oh, there was a Newport. I was a something where Dylan started playing it was electric. Newport. It was Newport. Newport. It was Newport. Yes. Philadelphia Folk Festival I was at as a kid. I, I grew up in around all these cool musicians. Odetta, Joan Odetta, Baez. Odetta, huh? Yeah. From Joan, New Orleans. Joan, Joan Baez. Yeah, but she used to play in New York. So, oh, really? Because so, my dad was also in a band that you can download that was on um, Asylum Records um, called uh, The Sky Monsters. It's actually cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There's actually a song that I got to, that would be the perfect song for you to cover. I'm going to. Okay. I'll give you this, yeah. Maybe I'll do it at your birthday party. Oh my, that'd be fun. That so would my, be fun. My whole, my whole childhood. Ugh. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I decided to. I wasn't going to celebrate. Never celebrate my birthday. I had a, I had a fortieth, but I'm going to do it. And um. And, it's it's just peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs> That's great. That's what I want in life. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. So. um I was I didn't read your Wikipedia page, but when you mentioned that you ran away from home when you were fourteen, yeah. So how did you? How How did I accomplish that? that? Yeah, where did that progress to? And like you left and went where? Well, we lived in a commune. What was that like in Virginia? Um, it was really chaotic, and it wasn't as cool as everyone thinks it was. I mean, I I don't think think it's when I was growing up, a lot of people were sleeping with it. There was a lot of dramas. I think that we, it's the entire the the community. Yeah, Uh, David was born there, Um, but I had to go to the schools in Virginia in the school system at the time, and you know, I remember my first day of school in the school bus being bussed, you know, down into town to the school. And I just went in the back of the bus where all the African-American kids were mm-hmm. and immediately was, you know, the, it started like a, I was a, you know, uh, just to say there was a lot of racist people that hated that and hated me for that and it became a thing. So I I got kicked out of the I got kicked out for writing Black Power on my hand. When you were 14? Uh, yeah. And so then I moved with a family. My mom, I said, just get me out of here. I don't want to live here anymore. My mom sent me to New Jersey to live with this family, friends of hers. Did you know them? Um, they were they were friends of my mom's. and But I ended up being kind of like but a sort did, of... But did you know them? I did know them, but I became a little sort of a pair Cinderella, like, you know, 
taking care of the kids after school vibe. Oh, really? And but it was it was it was okay. It wasn't um, horrible, but I mean, it was kind of it. It just I got out of there, and then I my parents moved from Virginia to back to Chicago, and then I went there for like a couple months, and then left forever at 15. Where did you go? Los Angeles. Hitchhiked across the United States. Just to, at 15 with What was your dream with my to be in, in the um, movies? Well, my, my father was an actor, so I grew uh-huh. up around, you know, that. But I, yeah, I wanted to be an actress. But I, and I hitchhiked across the United States. First went to San Francisco and right. lived with my aunt in Marin County and San Francisco, uh, outside of San Francisco. And then came down to L.A. My parents then moved to L.A. I lived with them in a little guest house in the back for a little while. And then I was out of there. Wow. And then where did you land in L.A.? Um, my first my first apartment I ever had was when I was 18 years old. <laughs> this would actually be a great series. And it was all the old c- comics uh-huh. that lived in this on Laurel Avenue up the street from the comedy store. Right. Not the comedy store, the impro. No, what is the street that's on Laurel and Sunset? Like, yeah, the comedy store. Yeah, the comedy no, what's store. What's the big one? Well, the big one is the comedy store on Sunset. The, yeah, the store, right? The okay, but what is store. the one that's on the corner of Laurel and Sunset? Is also a comedy. Is the Laugh Factory? The Laugh Factory. Oh, okay. It's a Laugh Factory. Uh, I've never been. That, then, well, that's what. <laughs> Man, that's I've what been it is. there a million times, no, and I couldn't good call it. No, no, it is. That's the, it's the Laugh Factory. Yeah. So I, but I don't know if it was even called that then. I don't know if it was. It used to be Greenblatt's on that corner, uh-huh. but that's where it is now. And I lived. That was my first apartment at eighteen, and then I started working. Uh, I got immediately got a job with uh, Leo Penn, who's Sean Penn's father, uh-huh. and with a movie with Betty Davis. And you know, I was lucky. I, what movie was that? It was called The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. And that was, was your hour, first movie. Four-hour miniseries. Mm-hmm. And it, did you know Sean Penn? I met him because he came and visited when we were shooting in Ohio. Yeah, in he Ohio. Was a kid. Yeah, where in, in Ohio? Ohio? Yes, that's crazy. Could have been in your hood. Where? Um. We were in, where did I, close to Akron. Akron. Outside of Akron. Canton. Youngstown. It was was a lot of cornfields, cornfields. A lot of cornfields. That's what was part of it. Yeah. It's a country. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. But when, at what age or after what role or what movie were you like, okay, I, I think I made it, like... This is this is. I don't think I ever. You know, I don't ever, think we've made it yet. I, I we're never, still trying to make I it. I never. I never thought that about myself. Never felt that about myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever. Right. Do you, do you still well, get like, I guess because I never made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made it. You're a legend. No. But I mean, no, like, I don't but, know. I but, never felt that about myself ever. Yeah, like I think that's healthy though. Yeah, like, I don't. It, and when people who like buy into their, you know, who believe their press, I think it's a danger zone. I remember just making the decision to never read my press good or bad and so i've gotten some really mm-hmm. nice reviews and then i've gotten some really mean horrible reviews so mm-hmm. after that mean horrible one of the mean horrible reviews i decide i will never read them again so i don't read them good or bad anymore yeah i try and to do you? i avoid them yeah, but right? but uh yeah just because you know what not much good can come out of it because either way, you're screwed. You believe it if you're bad, or you believe yeah. it if it's good. It's or just, like just, you know, it's like yeah, comments, same sort of thing. All that's takes, why I don't. I don't read that because there's it takes mean is people. One. Yeah, I like lately though. Like I like engage with people. Like when I started sharing about my MPD stuff, and I I got brave enough to engage with it. And and I really there's you know there's 
hasn't been any real mean comments like you know and and they're like if somebody is kind of shitty i'll just you know what i will with you know with love and wild abandon block them block them i do that and and it's like you know it's like okay goodbye you know just you're not invited in my house anymore and and whatever it's like i'm not afraid it's just i don't want any kind of weird energy in my life that i don't want and and usually it's a couple strike rule like if somebody does something a little weird I'll give them a pass, and but if it happens like twice, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, I you're, do that. You're too. up to no good. You're, you know, you're bored or you're jealous that I'm expressing myself or whatever it is. You right. Know? Well, and, there's, there's that. I mean, there's, yeah. Well, of I course, think je- jealousy is the most destructive. Toxic. Yeah. It's the root I of MPD. I, I think. think it, yeah. It yeah, is. because it's it. What what it is is like if somebody has created a false self, they have no connection to the magic of themselves anymore and then some of us have not created false selves we've done the hard work to maintain a relationship with our true selves and then that's a connection with god or whatever you want to call it and that drives that's the thing people i think are most envious more so than money or anything else they're envious of people's you know connection with like spirit i believe i believe that's right yeah it feels right to and, me and 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 so what they want to do is dismantle people who are connected to the spirit to sort of disprove that those kind of spirit connections even exist because if they can do that then they can think i'm not missing anything mm. and the fact that i've created this false self is not a mistake because there is no spirit and, and woo woo shit is just bullshit and nothing of that exists and so i will prove that this person is just running a con they're not really connected to any spirit that's and, because they're not. But yeah, that's because they're not. Yeah, but uh, I got news for you. Narcs. They're missing a lot. You're missing out. <laughs> You're missing they're, out, dude. You're missing out. There is a connection to the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know? What do you think happens when you die? Well, you know, have you ever read any of the? I, I like all this stuff. Um, um, what's her name? Oh my god, I gotta go in the ketosis. Ketosis. My brain. Ketosis. Ketosis. Hello, my brain. Oh, what what is her name? Um, famous woman who talks about death and after experience, people who saw the light and come. You know, those people. Abraham Hicks. No, there's a woman that's written about it. She's a famous doctor. Oh. Anyway, I'm really losing it. Sorry. No, you're not. Stop saying stuff it. like that okay, because okay, you're going to manifest things No, I'm not going like to lose that. it. I'm not losing it. I'm not, not I just need a anything. steak. <laughs> you're, exactly. I hate to say oh, it. Oh, Chrissy. Oh, don't kill me. <laughs> I, know, I hate That's to funny. say it. It's so funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. Oh, my God. But, oh, I don't want to. But so I don't want to eat the meat. But okay, but, never mind who's written the books, but, who, no. but what do you think happens after you die? Um, hopefully, because I think this is a lower plane. You mm-hmm. hope you you evolve into a higher energetic yeah. love energy. Yeah. Um, a, a friend of mine who I'd love you to interview. Um, I was at a book party for What's her. Her name? her name is Laura Lynn Jackson, and she wrote a book called Signs that's just coming out. That'd be great. And it's uh, and she's good. She's in New York. Mm-hmm. So, but Connect she, us. but she'll be here for my birthday. Okay, great. So, I'll like, meet her then. so you'll have have your have your like stuff, and because it would be a good thing to to set up with her. Can anyway, who'd come to the birthday party? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's my co-producer, sure, co-host. Of course. Yeah. 
could be your guest. Yeah. We could get her in New York if she's local. Yeah. She's in Long Island and she comes into the city all the time and she's so she she's to signs. signs, but she's talking about what happens when someone dies and the signs that you get. Now, I had Alexis died. Alexis, my trans sister, who died mm-hmm. almost three years ago. She, Rest in peace. Went, yeah, and it's gay pride today and there's a big sign in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Arquette Family Foundation, so I'm very happy about Alex- that. Don't, r- oh, don't rush that, Alexis Arquette. The, the fam- Alexis Arquette Family Foundation, mm-hmm. and there was a big banner. How do the- people go to that? Or they well, just- no, there's a gay pride parade in, oh, in, right L- in New York today, oh, okay. a huge, 14 million people. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so I had a banner made, mm-hmm. and I was, oh, hoping, wow. I was hoping to be able to go to it, but I have to work this By week. the way, when they have the pride parade in New York, that just means you can't go from the East Village to the West Village at all. Oh. No, it's you're, packed. You're, you're stuck on one side, side of the of city. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, anyway. I don't need, they hadn't even left yet, so I hope my, so the yeah. people will see my banner. They might just give it up because. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's neat. Are somebody going to take a photo of yeah, it? Yeah, I have it. Oh, okay, cool. I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about it. A woman named Jane Bortolo um, did that for me, and I'm very grateful to her. Thank you, Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what, what were you saying? Was like what happens after you die? Oh, we have to. Or? So this book, Signs, mm-hmm. she talks about when people pass, and then how in, you'll see in nature. Like Alexis died. I was in terrible grief. I did a r- drive up in Malibu Hills, and just out of nowhere, this white horse just walked by itself in front of me. Uh-huh. I have a picture of it, and just just was walking by itself. There was nobody with it. There was no anybody. Hello, you know, nobody. Just uh-huh. this white horse yeah. that went by. I know it was a sign of Alexis, uh-huh. and she's talking about that. That that the when people die, they send signs to you to let to let you know that they're still there yes. with you. Yeah, synchronicity. I know. I love that. I love that too. Yeah, I believe in that. Me too. A hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. even. It gives you comfort to even believe it. I do, and but there's uh, there's so many other signs. But that she the whole book is about that, and that's, she's all about angels, yeah, and, and those experiences. That's really cool. Yeah, they um, there's like a, I, I'll be walking around New York City, and sometimes I'll have like a specific thought, and it'll be a specific time, and I'll pass by, and like a sign will pass me by, on the side of a bus, or I'll just see a sign or something. But it's tied into timing because because I can start looking for it and then I'm kind of manu- I can tell when I'm sort of manufacturing it no. then. But there's times when it's definitely a sign. It's a sign. Yeah. It's like a t- and it's all down to timing and an internal feeling. And the universe kind of goes boom. And uh, we were just doing a podcast and somebody brought up like, yeah, that's a dangerous thing to think about because then you think. The universe is all about you, and I was like, "Well, not if, not if, no. not if you think it's happening for everybody. It's, like, it's, it's happening. Just, it is it's not happening just for happen- everybody. It, I think the universe is happening, like that is communicating to all of us. Yeah. Like the universe is consciousness. Like everything is consciousness. And that's why we need to and raise it right every- now. Oof. But we are raising yeah. it. Yeah, I think like, just by shedding are- light on all this darkness that's coming up that we're seeing. What we're doing right here, right now, is raising it. Yeah, like having a conversation like this. At least and- for us. <laughs> well- Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, we're, we're, at least for every hopefully for every other, other people I but think, I, it know, definitely is for us it right? is for us right? for sure yeah. yeah and I think for other people as well you know don't you yeah well, I hope I don't know I mean th- these are your followers <laughs> I, don't, I don't have what you call followers <laughs> don't follow leaders follow parking meters yeah oh yeah 
Yeah. Going back to uh, where you said you didn't, you didn't make it. He's steering us in another direction. I love it. In the 80s, I mean, you got to host SNL. That's no small feat. I mean, so yeah, I so how did did you after that say okay maybe I made it now? No, because I'll tell you, (laughs) my show was the first show in the history of Saturday Night Live. Wasn't live. That was not live. Really? It got bumped for the World Series. What? Yep. And they just had the 40th anniversary. I just, because James Andrew Miller is a friend of mine who wrote the Saturday Night Live book, and I said, why was, A, I wasn't invited to the 40-year anniversary and I was a host, and it's not even in the book. That's fucked up. It was, I, yeah, and I thought, oh. Who was the musical guest? Probably friends with Harvey Weinstein. Rick Ocasek. <laughs> Rick Ocasek. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, and I sang a song called I Saw God. Really? Yeah. With Rick Ocasek? No, by myself. That's amazing. They gave me a song called I Saw God. And you also sang Invisible Hands. Yes, I did. In, uh, on Hell's Kitchen, which is also has a God line in it too. But what was I what was I saw God like? What was that who wrote that? I forgot who wrote it. Somebody somebody on the show. Sorry guys. Do you remember any of the <laughs> lyrics? No. I I mean that's that would well, be a I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I don't even think ketosis would help you with no, that. No, I know. But you, it's on YouTube somewhere. I saw sure. God. Yeah, it was weird. And then I thought, oh, okay. Have you okay. ever seen God? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, newborn babies. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> your dogs. Dog, yeah. Dog's eyes. Yeah. Newborn baby. Probably. Yeah. That was probably the most God experience I ever had was giving birth with no drugs. Intense. What was that like? It was it was intense, but it was amazing. I felt like Superwoman afterwards. Really? And I just like I I squatted down and I just pulled her out of me. Did you did? Mm-hmm. What was it? Was it like uh, where'd you do it in a hospital? Uh, or you know, you? I had always wanted to do a home birth. A I home thought birth. I was going to do a home birth. The very, you know, I say no drugs. At the very, very, very end. I did 50 hour labor, but then she was posterior. 50 hours. Yeah. And posterior means she, she came in backwards? Yes. And so she came in backwards. So the very, very, very end, they had to give me something just because it was so intense. And, um, uh, but, you know, it's the most incredible thing. Talk about the, the endorphins and the chemicals that go through your brain. Talk about being high. What, what was that like? It was, that's like, that's like really real tripping. Right. Yeah. That's real tripping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just imagine. pushed a human being out of my <laughs> <laughs> That's like, tripping. Twenty four yeah. hours in, I'd be yeah. like C section. Please, yeah, no. that's like I know. that's bravery. I, mean. I was, I was, I was determined. And then, of course, but it's amazing how because she's she's a fierce warrior and she's, she's super interesting, she's, isn't she? Yeah, and she understands darkness. You know, she yeah. she is figuring it all out, all that stuff out in her life right now. But she's an artist, came, huh? Big like, time, big time, yeah. big time artist. But came yeah. into the world like okay, like literally, my whole. My struggle in life is my codependence with her because she's my only baby. But like when anything happens, like I, I can actually feel I'm so connected to her. So mm-hmm. I know when things are like she can be living in London, and I know she's not she okay know? today. Her, she's so, she'll be 25. Wow, wow. that's that's you know her since she was a little girl. Yeah, yeah. That's I think you a, met her when she was two. Right. Yeah, but I've only met her a few times. Really? Though. Yeah, not that many times. Is she? Is I was she, hoping she was going to come here tonight. Is she into acting and follows your path? or? Yeah, she did two movies with James Franco and then quit the business. So, you know, I don't know why that. But Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's she doing now? She's making art. She's an incredible poet. She's 
a, a magnificent DJ. She's a painter. Mm-hmm. She's a fashion designer. She I creates, saw that she creates such incredible clothes. And really interesting. I think she'll still act. I think she just, you know, had that experience and then it wasn't for her and, and she'll probably go back. She's really good. I'd love her to. She's also was a dancer. She can do it all. Yeah. She's visually, you know, just out there has the best ear for music her her my favorite dj is her right yeah she's really good yeah so zoe yeah zoe blue zoe blue shout out zoe blue i love my baby speaking of music. wait hold on i want i want to i, I let, me, let me have it back um because because your family is so like speaking of her and her becoming this great artist and everything like that but you're, you're coming from such a dynamic family of artists and how do you explain that you think like what do you think uh what's in the dna of the arquettes that make y'all such an interesting and and quite beautiful breed i might add too everybody's super talented um as you know um everybody's got their own stuff patricia's winning all the awards all around the world for her magnificent work um and everybody is just uh, i think we're fractured and shattered from alexis dying because that was kind of the glue i think alexis it just alexis going we're all kind of still dealing with some ptsd mm-hmm. about it and um that's broken the family up a bit i think i think i mean everybody there's love but there's you know everybody's really busy and doing their thing but mm-hmm. this this is a wound that is still healing having alexis gone but you talked about what happens when we die. I feel Alexis really strongly all the time. And that is yeah. why I started this foundation. And it happened two months after Alexis passed and it just fell into place. And, um, you know, it's, it's created to, to, um, help the LGBTQ community and partnered with Dr. Astrid Hagar of the violence intervention program. And we have a clinic called the Alexis project that's working, um, helping kids and, um, hoping, hoping to do that all across the country eventually. Right. That's kind of the beautiful thing that happened, and it was Alexis. I could feel Alexis channeling through me that this was really important because we had had these conversations. She wanted something that existed, and at the end, it's, when I say she, because her the, gender identity okay, shifted. So right. Is, I was going to. So I didn't, I didn't really know great. if this was like a, something I could bring up, but because no, I had heard that, like she then wanted to become he again. No. The, what is that what, right or wrong? No. What happened was Alexis, um, because of her illness, wasn't able to fully transition in the way that she had wanted, which was to be a girl. Mm-hmm. She identified as as a woman, but then at the end. This is even three years ago. Three years ago, we didn't have the language they. We mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, now it's they. Alexis was they then. Mm-hmm. And Alexis. But she felt like she had to pick one or she, the other. Well, I, mm-hmm. I think at the end, she, 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 he said to me as, you know, with a beard and said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. you know, it doesn't matter. So either know. someone can wake up and say, you know, I'm a yeah. girl today. I'm fluid. I'm, I'm fluid. And she was, yeah. he, they was gender fluid then. And that mm-hmm. was Alexis. And Alexis knew that always. And that's right. what was so beautiful about her. You know, I say, we say her just out of respect, but Cause that's at, at the end, um, I think Alexis now would be saying they. Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that your family has been somewhat challenged by all that, but you know, I think these things happen 
and it's just uh these are you know it's it's tough to be a human being it's tough to have family relationships and and the wild ways we grow like with things like narcissistic personality disorder running rampant and you know our culture going insane in so many different directions you know so and then we just just have to pull back and go back to um the love not taking everything personally yeah and which is the four agreements the four agreements man that is a good one the yeah. four agreements saves ne- my life never a lot. make assumptions never make assumptions which is really hard yeah I never take anything personally, personally which is even harder <laughs> yeah i'm not be impeccable with your word impeccable with your word that's tough which really tough. i i not, i i not f- as hard i find or i i hope you know but and then do your best and do your best and so that's what we do yeah i believe that in in those four agreements i have to say i try yeah and i i fail a lot but i Oh, I, fuck, yeah. yeah I fail right. all the goddamn time. Right, Excuse right. my French. Saying the Lord's name in vain. My bad. Yeah. I need a steak. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no but, but the other one and, and uh, is the Ho'oponopono prayer. Have I, you, I say that every day. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive, forgive me. me. Thank you. Let's just See, do I it. always did Let's, it. I always, so, cause you want to start with I'm sorry? Yes, but you know that I've been doing it wrong all these years? Because no, there is no I, wrong. Because I always go, I love you. Wait, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Is I'm how sorry, I always put you. Me. Do. I I do it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. But there's no wrong. But I I've, I think I've been doing switching them. That's fine. But I like that you turned it into music. I love you. Why don't we end it with that? Yeah. Okay. This might be my friend too. Like you know who's coming? Amanda, <laughs> my friend Amanda Ghost, one of my best friends. Oh, yeah. I can tune up the guitar. Yeah. Any, any last minute questions that we're gonna end this I would soon? just uh, be so great. Fan, fan fiction is the song Rosanna really about you? Yeah, of course it is. <sighs> and in your eyes, and the in light, your the eyes, heat. That is my favorite Peter Gabriel song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, it was another time in our lives, wasn't it, Joe? What Peter Gabriel? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, you know, love his kids, and uh, you know. Wait, let me. I can we can we. Can I yeah, run away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too, and I'll be right back. Because my friend is coming. Packed up her and her. It's always something. <laughs> always Where's she living? Well, she's going to be living up in the... She just is moving from her house. Where's her house? Um, it was up in Beachwood, and now she's moving from there and moving, I think, Pasadena for a little while. And then she's... she's gotta let her do her thing you gotta let her go yeah it's hard though isn't it but it's it's time and it's important that i let her figure out her stuff because i can't fix everything she's gonna figure it out and she's really smart and i gotta let her do her thing but she is coming here with a packed car and staying here for a week figure while in between you know so well it's the process of always be always be her mom it's the process of individuation yes like young ian says you know I, I never had that I, I, problem. I mean, because my family was just kind of just like, yeah, go do your thing. Yeah, you can go across the United yeah. States. I mean, I had a crazy truck driver. I'm like, I'm alive. It's yeah. so nuts. Right. I was kind of really left to fend for myself a lot, you know. Okay, here we go. You going to sing it with me? Can you go first? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, thank you. This reminds me of a long time ago when we did this in the studio when you were doing the music from Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. What's your favorite Joseph Arlo song? Oh, there's so many. Pick one and let's have Joe play it. Oh, oh but I love, I love, um, grab, I... She said she wanted you to play in the no, house. No, well, the so. one I love, oh, there's so many, but... I didn't write that one. This one no, goes out two. to the one. That's how I am. No, no, the one, that's, <laughs> no, no, we don't like that. That's not him. The, <laughs> the one I love, um... That's not what I'm talking about. I the know, one I, I the song that I love of yours. There's so many, but what is the one? We sang it in the movie. Uh, Invisible hands. It's very dark. Oh, that's, that's a good like, one. It's super dark, but I love it so much. What's the other? It's a great song. I can't even remember. How's it go? What's the, the one with like? No, the invisible hands which God the show from. Okay. Yeah, so it's the first one. What's the one with like a gloated gun to my head? That one? Um, Let's see. There are things we cannot know. Invisible hands, hands which guide the show from up above. And sometimes you are forced to go. Far, far away, shut, shut the door, door on the one you love. love. Wow. I don't know now where you are. Your photographs, it's like a scar against my wall. Such a pretty face. Sunshine in your eyes. Taken on that day. When all we had was love. Shut the light on me. 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 Now Jesus, he came down here just to die for all my sins. I need him to come back here and die for me again. I cannot forgive myself for what it is I've done. Your memory like a vampire. Avoiding your memory like a vampire avoids the sun. And all I want's your love. And all I want's your love. And all I want's your love. Shut the light on me. Shut the light on me. 
shut the light on me. That's a perfect song for right now, right? What we were talking about? It's wildly uh, appropriate. But what was the one? Except for shut the light on me. Shut I don't. I was like, but beautiful no. guys. Thanks, man. But what about the one? Um, yeah, it was Rosanna. You, you sing that really well. Well, I forgot. But I can't believe you remember like the lyrics. The lyrics just came I, out of her. No, I, was I just like, remember this another long time. But there's what is the one? Honestly, wait, I can't remember. I wait, can't believe can we, I remember. Can the we lyrics. do just for finding? We don't have to record it. But the, what is the one with the? Um, the it's very dark. About um, oh yeah, real I put a you. Gun up the ocean. I love that song. Wait, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I love this song. It's kind of dark. Real you. I knew the real you. I miss you. Come to where I come from. 
that's now the name of this podcast is Come to Where I'm From. That's right. Isn't that wild? Oh my gosh, that's right. That, I forgot. That's the name of the co- I love this song. It's super dark. And Dude. it's re- it's a time of when we all get and we feel that way, right? Yeah, that's the way to end it, right? Bro, there. <laughs> right? Like, I, I love you so much. I love you too. Oh my God. I, can't, I, I can't believe it because that is the name of the podcast. We forgot. And when I did, I, I, it he occurred to me, me. He looked at me. He's it, like, oh my God. It occurred to me, it occurred to me like, like before we went to that lyric, I was like, oh my God, leave it to Rosanna to like. To find the song. Because, you know, you, you are a magical being, you know? And Aww. like, you know, like. like uh, yeah, you really are. I love that. So I love singing yeah. with Joe. I can't And his songs are so beautiful. And then, you know, he has, uh, there's so many songs, but I love like his first record. Do you know the first record? The first record is very, records, very beautiful. Yes. Well, that's gravity. Big City Can we do Secrets? Gravity? Uh, that was, um, we could just have these. But like, Gravity. I don't even know if I remember that one. Yeah. Gravity. Do you remember Oh it? my gosh. If you start singing and I will. I know I will. It just comes in my memory. That's how music is. It lives inside of you. I can see it's coming out of you. Oh my God, this is like your first record. This is my second record. This was the second record? Yeah. That's amazing that you don't remember this, Joe. Why? It's such a time in your life that you are choosing, that you've moved, you've really moved away. Mm -hmm. And these are like, these were songs are like tattoos and this tattoo is not sticking anymore that that you don't remember this song is incredible well, I, I should, but I think it's a but kind I mean, of amazing I'm, well I've I've written so many your songs his, no, and you you, you know it's like asking as somebody to recite the lyrics what? for your first movie yeah, kind of. well, yeah I can't remember to anything. a certain degree I mean like so, like those two I just remembered yeah. without you know like uh, you're the house you grew up in yes you're you're the first pair of shoes you went to school in And you're the kid pretending to be in prison Behind the bars of a jungle gym Someone's gonna give you What you need You'll fly, man You'll go so high But your history Acts as your gravity Your history Acts as your gravity Acts as your history Acts as your gravity Go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he, he brought those out a couple of years ago and started. Oh playing yeah, no, I could, I could, yeah, like, yeah. I could. It would just you, usually like what, what it is when you before you go like play some songs, you just gotta like review it once and then it's back there. You yeah. know, it's like. It's, yeah, but yeah. those are the kinds of songs to bring back into when you play live. Oh yeah, for sure. That one I should bring back. And actually. I would definitely History. think. And, um, and those, those two, and Invisible Hands I've played recently. And, yeah. and real Redemption Son, because <laughs> I love having a concert. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. The first person I call is like, will you sing in my party? I want music. Yeah, Some I would love to. Some people are coming, Susanna Hobbs. It'll be fun. Yeah. Some groovy people. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, you know, 
And even if not, I just like uh, being in your presence. It's fun. Mm. I mean, yeah. I think it'll be, we'll have a fun time. I just, all I want around me is, uh, I need music so much. I made a joke and I said, I want to do Rochella. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, you do have like an uh, interesting, uh, I remember when Danny Goldberg was managing me for a oh, second. Yeah. Uh, and and we ended that, but we ended that amicably, just FYI for the record. Uh-huh. But like, but uh, it's too bad because he would have been a great manager of you. But I think he was doing a tran- having a transition in his own life, and that's probably what was maybe going yeah. uh, it's all good now. But I, I but he but what I was gonna bring up with that was he actually said was uh, um, when he found out you were a fan, he was like impressed with that because the fact that you're such uh, a musical person and you're so involved with music and music people that like you're considered you know respected in that realm too i don't know if you know that well guess what he gave me what you're doing right now i had in my living room interviews and talking to people and it it, before my documentaries and it was called under the rainbow right and um i interviewed no you didn't you weren't in that were you in that i I don't think think so is that the one you directed? I direct. No, this is a thing that, that I, I interviewed, like Gary Oldman and uh, um, uh, Boy George and Amanda Ghost and I think Chrissy Hind and who else? I thought maybe I. I don't think me. Johnny Ramone. Yeah, I like. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, but so this so he he set that up for you like an yeah, interview. Yeah, I had a show I, yeah. and it was. Remember when that that, that whole, there was a whole thing that was being launched, um, and then it all fell apart. Do you remember he had this? He was involved with this internet thing, hmm. and they launched it, and then it crashed and burned. And I went along with it, um, the show. But it was the first time he's the one. Well, so it's like an early podcast. Yeah, it was an early podcast in yeah. my house, up in the house that you knew up in uh, oh, okay. Woodrow Wilson. I used to have. Remember? So yeah. So I, I my my thing I would like to end on this kind of vibe is like to encourage you in that direction because. For one, I think you would be great at it. I think it would be fun for you, and uh, it would be great for. Then, if I do it, you'll be, be great my first guest. <laughs> it'd be great for the culture, uh, and uh, great for the culture of music as well. I think we need more musical-oriented podcasts in a way, and I think I mean not that yours would be but strictly I love that. In, but I it, love interviewing musicians, as you know, because yeah. I have and I have I have a documentary that you needed to be in. But. And I think this is like the this is a ripe time for it. Even though people are like, oh, everybody's got a podcast. It's all you know. I actually disagree with that. I think like now is the time because it's like we've had the first huge wave of it, but there's you know there needs to, you know there needs to be new lifeblood that comes into it, and it's an it's an, a wide open realm that I think is just we're just seeing the beginnings of it, and I think like you know you could dive into it now; it'd be kind of a really interesting thing for you, especially in entering this new year and this new era. And yeah, because you look better than ever, to be honest. Aww. It's nice. It's really true. Thank you. You're glowing. Oh gosh. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I um. Thank you very much. It's actually I'm gonna, true. I'm going to take it in, and it's I'm going to flattery I'm not to gonna, a degree, but not really. And not. And I want to say how uncomfortable it feels when someone says something nice, and I I I want to go. You know, the first thing is like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. And it's it's it is really nice, and I want to accept it and thank you. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, you're welcome. It is, and it's genuine right? though. It is genuine and because I, I do about, think you're. I do yeah. think you've got a glow about you that is like really like yeah. You're just in your. But that's in what your you beauty, do. You know. Yeah. Thank but you. But you because you, I think, even the singing that song, which was such a time in your life that you forgot, like come to where, where I come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
love that song, but it is dark. It was a dark time in your life that mm -hmm. you wrote those lyrics. And I, of course, love that song and that yeah. dark. But it was like, just singing it was cool, but it's not where we're at in our lives anymore. No, I'm into um, cultivating light energy and, and spending, you know, I spend the whole first couple hours of every day just trying to um, cultivate my state of mind. Like, that's what my priority was. Back then, my priority was career and like trying to make it and trying to impress other people and earn love through being like f from an external showing of things. Whereas what what happened to me and the light positive side of what happened to me over like, you know, with like sort of um, all the stuff we talked about previously on this podcast was just like, getting to a place where now my priority is my own state of mind, my own consciousness. And there's things I do every single day that then you have to do it every day. Like it, it, it for me, it, it's, it's not a one time thing. It's like every day, like, you know, I get up and I go on a run because it's like, it's great to breathe oxygen and that's like pranayana. And then I put a, a mantra on and uh, you know, it's not like yeah. a, it's not perfect. I'll still check socials. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm in the, I'm in the habit of coffee first thing and checking socials. Just like, yeah. I, even though I know, oh, don't check socials. Go right into like more. Every thing. time I start that, in the first thing in the morning, it screws my whole day up. It doesn't me because I okay. just like I check. I say, oh, that's cute, and I like people's like liking or like Thanks. comments of people <laughs> being nice. And then I go on a run and I put a mantra on, you know, and then. Uh, you're um, very disciplined. Yeah, but it's like because discipline is freedom. It's like it to me. It's like that is freedom. It's like if I if I um, if I start my day like that, it's like the whole rest of the day is framed in a, in such a way. And if I don't, I I, I I'm kind of lost. I can get depressed very easy. I can get into my head. So it's like if I prioritize just getting my state of mind right, everything else falls into place. Things like. This podcast blossoms way more. My music is blossoming way more. Everything that I was trying to focus on before is just sort of happening more organically because I'm taking care of myself first. And at times when I like fall back into the old way of like going, okay, now my priority is achieving this or doing this, I get miserable real quick. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And uh, and I can, I, I, I can be set off by not doing my morning ritual of meditation when I pick it up and do the social thing and then fall into the politics and what's going on the and fuck? oh my god oh, the border and the kids and yeah. another woman who's reaching out to me and telling me their story and and I I'll deal with that later if, if I I'm much better dealing with it if I meditate first thing in the and if you go on like a nice little run and it was, I need to move my I do move, move movement is huge like I, just I, getting, I do Pilates I do yoga Pilates is amazing I love Pilates yoga I'm not a big runner because I have really yeah. bad ankles so I twist my ankles a lot get that collagen in yeah. Yeah, bone broth Oops. get some bone broth and some keto in me yeah. <laughs> 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 all right all right well, we that was wrap fun. it up yeah. wrap it up Peace, love, and rock. I don't want to wrap it up, but I guess oh, we have to. What well, can you just it? do one song more? Yeah, okay. Um, Redemption song. All right. Nice. My uh, favorite. Right? Oh, but you know what? I Any... need a capo for that. Oh. Do you really? Yeah, I really but do. do you really Let me see if I have one. Let me see. I might. How about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 
Sometimes love will make you sad Do you know where you belong? You dream of what you never had Yeah, 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 yeah This one's good September sun Sinking in the autumn sky If you want me to be gone I left already in my mind Summertime is over I don't know you nothing When you say you're leaving I want you to hold on Summertime is over I don't know you nothing When you say you're leaving, I want you to hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feel the falling leaves Filling up my vacant mind When I fall onto my knees And pray you don't leave me behind Summertime is over I don't know you nothing When you say you're leaving I want you to hold on Summertime is over I don't know you nothing When you say you're leaving, I want you to hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Do you have to have a capo for that song? Mm-hmm. Do you, Joe? But really, do you? Do you really, Joe? But do you? It's a, it's a sound. But really? really do. Like Carmen says, but really, Joe, do you? <laughs> my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, but <laughs> really, do you? D to F, I mean, I can probably make this. D to F. If it doesn't work, we won't we won't keep it. I won't, you know. We'll cut it out. But Rit- art in here is amazing. Yeah. yeah. What's that? What's do, that? Do you have what, any? What, you don't do like you it? Have no, it's, un, it's un, I mean, I love all, you know. Do you have any of, Lou Reed stories? I do. You have do? Louis, great let, let, Lou Reed stories. What's that? Um, he did Berlin. Um, he redid Berlin. Oh, yeah. Warehouse. Yeah, recently with Julian Schnabel directing it, right? And so, but he did it in Rome. Oh, right. And I went and I knew him, Laurie, and I was invited and went and saw it in Rome. And it was probably one of, like, if I had the top five, it was one of it, seeing him do Berlin Mm -hmm. in Rome. The children's chorus. That's one of my favorite albums. Such an amazing, it was so amazing. And um, then went out um, with him. Laurie was, I think Laurie was on the road or something, so it wasn't with him and I was with my friend Armando Gallo. Remember Armando? You don't know. Uh, and we went. And we went to dinner with him afterwards. Um, and, and he was just really talking how much he was in love with Lori. It was so cool. Right. Yeah. They were cute together. Yeah, they were. It was his real partner. Yeah. Soulmate, pal. So did you know? Did you meet him a few times, or was it? Just I no, no. I had met him through the years, but I wasn't really super close with him. But, um, but yeah. Enough to, you know, go be invited to the show and go to dinner afterwards, but... But Tom yeah. Petty, you were good friends with. I was very close with Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, especially his daughter, Adria, who's right. one of my dearest friends. Shout out, Adria. I love you, Adria. And um, and Anna Kim and his the sister and her sister. Um, yeah, uh, that was one of the one of the worst days ever. Um, Adria called me, said, Dad's in the hospital. So went to the hospital. We were there all day and night and mm-hmm. was there when he left this planet. Mm-hmm. It was very, very hard. And um, uh, he, thank God for Adria because she's preserving his legacy in the way that he wanted it. He left the business part to her. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully, you know, there's all this crap, but. Um, Some legal battles. Yeah, yeah. but, um, you know, ultimately, uh, who's from the other side, who'll make sure things are done the way he wanted and and uh all she cares about is um taking care of of his legacy in the right way right did you see his last concert i was or? at his last concert i was too at and the hollywood bowl yeah and yeah. did you just see when he did american girl who that was what alexis oh a gigantic really? picture that oh, it was alexis arquette oh wow american girl mm-hmm. that's amazing yes yeah. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. You know what he did? I don't remember <gasps> oh that. Oh my gosh, here we go. Oh no, that's though that was the birds. No, not Buffalo Springfield. But when Alexis died, yeah. um, I was I went to Malibu and was across the street from, from him and uh I was by myself. Todd was unfortunately out of town and I and I get a phone call from Asia and she said, Dad wants you to come over right now. So she went she actually came across the street, got me in her car and brought me back. And he had, he had just had some um, skin cancer things and or something, and he was in his pajamas. And he goes, "Come here." And we went into the studio, sat me down, and he goes, "Look what I just found." And he put on, bird the birds, uh, uh, Roger McGuinn and him, mm-hmm. 
the heartbreakers doing bird songs. Wow. It was insane. Wow. It was insane. So it was like this incredible gift, of course, that, you know, he gave me the gift of music and it made me so happy. And I, I thought that was. What know, was it from? Chaos. What year? In the 80s. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he had found it. Where did he find it? Just in archives? Just in his or? archives. But he said, you, you're, you're going to love this. And yeah. Like, what was not to love? It was incredible. So he just invited you over. and like. Yeah, but like, he yeah. was a friend of mine and we were friends. You know, once Adria had a. Um, a kidney, something had like she had something like a kidney stone. It was like very painful, and she had her baby, and and it was Easter Sunday, and he called me up, come over, and you know, and I went and hung out and helped with the baby, and then brought brought her over to my house, because you know, um, yeah, it was like family, right? Yeah, it's the worst thing. I'm sorry for I your think loss. about him all the time. Yeah. I think about it because I really care about that family and I really care about Adria yeah. and um, especially in her his granddaughter Everly yeah do you see her much Adria well she's she got out of LA yeah, she's, she's in New York she's now, in New York right? now so when I when I'm in New York absolutely how often are you in New York I, I'm in New York I come to New York I would say six times a year mm-hmm. you know not enough that's a good I mean every you know maybe every three every three months maybe every two months We'll have to when you come know, to well, New York, you'll you. have to come on the podcast in New York style. Okay, I'd rather can, in the basement. Can, Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, you can be like a recurring guest. I would love to do that. That would be cool. Good okay. idea. We, after you do your ketosis, uh, no, I'm afraid. A follow up to see. A follow up to see if, it, work. to see if it works. Maybe I'll do it once in a while. But I'm not sure I can do dead cow, but I'll try. <laughs> try it for like. <laughs> <laughs> try try <laughs> for a month. Do that chicken. I mean, nah. no. Like, you know what? Worse. This is the thing: is that because of the grains and everything, and the the, the, the stuff that they're putting, even though it's grass fed, they're spraying. Yeah, but know. plant, but plants, uh, you know, well that well. that too, and also because plants, uh, nothing wants to be eaten on this planet, including plants, and so the idea like why people have so many like autoimmune immune issues with the plants and stuff is because plants to have like they, they release certain things that's why people are having all these kind of allergies and problems with it and besides that even, really yeah and even though you're are not you, do you don't eat salad and greens well i've just been experimenting with different forms of diet stuff so like lately i haven't been but of course i have in the past eaten tons of salad like you know like yeah uh, you were vegan for yeah so um but um the other thing so is there's no real cheese? there's no, you're like tons eating of it yeah wow there's no cruelty free way of eating because even if you eat vegan um lifestyle then like the, the with the crops and stuff there's all kinds of animals that are in those crops when they're getting cultivated that get killed during that process too. yeah yeah so it's like a misnomer to think that there's any kind of like cruelty free i guess the only, the closest thing you could do to cruelty free is make your own garden and straight up eat out of that but like how many people are doing that yeah, I you have know, a little like garden. A few, but like, I, I, it's my know, dream to like, always have a good like, garden. I'm just growing some, going, growing dahlias right now. I love dahlias; they're so yeah. beautiful. I have a question. That's a question. <laughs> if you had to pick three people, not offending any of your of your friends, three people that you would call if somebody needed to bail you or you were in trouble, who would you be calling? Definitely Todd, my husband, who's really cool. And, I mean, sweetheart, and he he be he's a, he's um. Uh, to bail me out of stuff. Get you out of a jam. That's a good question. You wouldn't be calling Joe. <laughs> Why not me? What the fuck? <laughs> no, but I mean, look, I'm like actually reliable as uh, you know, hell, bro. And, uh, and you know, uh, I'd actually be who you know, want. I, actually, I, I, Adria would be one. Yeah. 
Adria would be one. Yeah, she's strong. Yeah, she's strong. Adria would yeah. be. She's. We we have each other's backs. Yeah, I could she, see she that. She would definitely be. You know, she's intense and she's strong, strong. Uh-huh. But but she'd be good in a jam. She is good in a jam. She knows yeah. how to get out of a situation. Yeah. She she knows how to handle could, the situation. I could see. I could see that. Yeah. She does. That was only. But she, so that, that was, was only two, though, bro. That was two. I got Let one more. Answer the question. I think Joe's a good answer for jo- the third. Honestly. <laughs> okay, okay, Joe. Joe now. Okay, that's awesome. Joe that's good to know, good. Joe. 2019. Yeah, thank you. 2019, so Joe. Then you're gonna have my back. That's really good to know. Yeah, I would have your back. Uh, Are you but kidding? I have, I have, I have to, I have some female uh, energy out, out there. So I, one of the person um, was a woman named Dr. Astrid Hagar, mm-hmm. who is. Um, was the first child abuse doctor, first child abuse doctor. She's, she is a child abuse doctor, but became very famous um, from from her uh, testifying for the McMartin school case of all these young children who'd been molested. And in this, and, and she saw how many kids were being molested, so she created the violence intervention program, and she's one of my dearest friends. I would definitely, I do call her, I I have called on her for situations. She's helped me through this time of the Me Too stuff in such extraordinary ways, and you know helps me with a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would say her. That's cool. Is she related to Sammy Hagar? No, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> well, her last she's name not. is Hagar. No, she's one of the most beautiful, sexy, amazing women. Um, we don't know how old she is, but she's, she's ageless. A little ageless, and yeah. uh, um. And takes care of so many people. That's great. I want her to take care of herself a little bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she just takes care of everybody. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She's too much of a giver, maybe. Yeah. She's a good person to talk to, actually, on this podcast next time you've got. Yeah, that would be great. Really, really cool. That would be great. We're really, look, I want to talk to healers and yogis. Because oh, I and want all. you to talk to my friend Stella. Yeah, you're trying to set me up. I really want you to meet her. I, I, I just don't, I don't know what it is. I have this feeling you guys are going to just, you're either going to find a really great, new, uh, powerful friend that, uh-huh. in your life, or you're going to be really in love with each other. I oh, really? feel like something's going to happen. That's just, amazing. I know. <laughs> I, I said our, it to her. On I our follow-up podcast, we will let you know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. The two of you. Oh, yeah? Same, yeah. How'd you meet her? A friend of mine sent me to her. She's a... a uh, I would say a life coach healer person. Uh-huh. You guys are on the same. You're you're in the same road. Yeah. You know, figure in a in a great way. Recovering and, Co- then, and coming and from intense stuff in the past, but you know, trying to um, cultivate transmuting the light. and um and going to the next level. I'm into sexual transmutation. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Have yeah, you ever yeah. read that? My brother David gave that to me a long time ago. It's a great book. Yeah, it I is. mean, and he's got another one called Outwitting the Devil. Have you ever heard of that one? Yeah, I have, but I didn't read it. Oh man, it's great. You should get it on audiobook. Okay, I'll get it's that. It, he, there's an interview with the devil in it that seems very realistic. It's like Who's sup- the devil? Well, it's, you know, some person who's just talking the inside in a of, devilish voice, but uh, but, uh, like, <laughs> but it's Napoleon Hill. He, 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 you know, he wrote the book. In and, the 30s, right? Yeah. Well, actually, no. yeah, in the 30s. Yeah. That's right. And and um, the devil even in within the interview was like, don't worry, you're not going to publish this. 
because uh, you know if you do, if you're you do, not, you're gonna be in trouble. You're gonna get ruined, and people will hate you for it, and everything. And and the wild thing is, is he didn't publish it, and even his wife resisted publishing it, and they actually didn't publish it until after his wife died. So it didn't get published until 2010 or something like that. Do you think it's is, weird to listen to in his bad energy? To no, 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 no. It's it's it? incredible because the devil's being forthright and completely honest within the interview, and they they even ask questions like. Uh, ask like what's worse to smoking or drinking to to ask the devil that and the devil uh, or the devil no the devil and this was back this was in the 30s when doctors would actually prescribe people cigarettes as like curative things and the devil said he prefer he likes uh smoking as a way of fucking humanity up more than even drinking and the reason it wasn't because of cancer the reason why was because smoking creates drift this is there was a whole chapter on smoking creates drift it means that like people don't get up and get after it they don't get up and get into that run they don't get up and breathe that air they don't get their state of mind together when they're smoking they're gonna like get up they're gonna like drink coffee and they're gonna sit there and smoke cigarettes and it's that drift it's just like that that like you know and that's what all these devices are are inducing in people they're inducing drift we get up and zo- like this is the new smoking this is the new smoking like, i'm just, just like, by the way i'm put i need to turn it on because my friend I'm, that's that's I'm, fine amanda but like, was gonna come over and she's landing but and, but but like that that's the, that's what's amazing is that this stuff like you know like that the devil like the thing that gets us the worst is is isn't something extreme like it's more the drift you know that's what you got to really like look out for but I never was a big cigarette smoker. I I have so. I, I, the one thing I get really crazy about was when Zoe smokes. I, I hate it. I, you I, know, I, and my mom died of cancer. Like, well, who? Why are you smoking? What's the deal? But yeah. you know, but you can't judge, and everybody's got their own. And I don't have any missed calls. It doesn't look like. So we're good, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, sexual transmutation is a big deal because so you cultivate. That, um, so that's part you, of the whole, like, just that's to, tantric. Just to take it back to like full circle, like where we started this whole thing on porn and everything like that. But yeah. like, um, the no fap thing, like, just cultivating your 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 sort of chi. You know, you're like. Are you se- talking about tantric? Well, I'm I'm not. I've been like sort of even basically celibate for like two months or something now. Good for lately. you. Like yeah, like not even anything really. So it's like. But not, isn't that? But, but tantric, I guess so. I'm gonna learn about that. that. Well, that and is when tantric. I do finally like because start it, having sex again, I want to do it in that kind of style. Well, the energy of tantric. Well, that's. I really want you to meet my friend. <laughs> oh really. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I just Why is she into that? I don't know. I I just have this I just think you're going to be great friends. That's all I can say, but I just I want you guys to meet. I want you to meet. And she's here. Can you just call her? Yeah, I'll call her. But um okay. yeah, now that like the, you're our last LA podcast. We like went when, ape shit with these like we um so I'm flying back. He's in like flying two hours. he's flying out in like okay, 2 hours. Go. So then I'm free. So okay. then I I will I'll give her a shout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've but become she, Instagram friends. And then We've liked co- each other's Instagram thing. Yeah, I know. And then yeah. she comes to New York. She's coming to New York soon. And then she, you'll be back here hopefully in August. So she's a healer. You're coming back. Yeah, I'll come back. She's a real deal. Mm-hmm. She's not I, only... Uh, she's she's ex- incredible. How did she heal you or help you? I just, it's just energetic. I've got to tell you things have shifted. It's just She just has... Like what? I, you can't put it into words. But there's a flow that's happening. There was it felt like there was a lot of stuck stuckness. 
and blockage. and and blockage and I think she's cleared the way for for some flow mm-hmm. and how by helping me do it like she's not she's not saying that she's god but she has an energetic way of helping you move through your own stuff and how does she do that it's hard to explain I know it's she hard said, to no, explain. It's like, it's like you lay down and she mm-hmm. and, and and there's it's an like energy, a reiki kind of situation, yeah. like healing, yeah, like yeah. like. But it's it's re- it's, it's it, it works. Oh, okay, so it she's really... like using like she's actually like it's not like she's not talking to you or telling you to employ. You, certain you talk you talk for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like a, almost like a therapeutic session. Mm-hmm. Um, she was inspirational in pushing me in the direction of going and taking care of the 12 step stuff in terms of my codependence mm-hmm. so that that could be out of the way right. and I could just move through stuff with that not being in the way getting um, to the source mm-hmm. of that stuff maybe. and then and then and so it's almost like it's like life it's I, I can't explain it it just seems like like the best therapy I've ever had you know it's, really? it's really good yeah how did you discover her again it's so crazy. Um, my daughter was moving into this really magical house, and and she wanted me to see it. And then um, the people were showing the house, and she said, oh, and by the way, the woman that lives in the guest house is an extraordinary healer. And I was like, really? So I called her. <clears throat> that's what I, That is became, so wild because be, your main <clears throat> issue was the codependency that you yeah. have with your daughter, and yeah. your daughter moving into a yeah. new house. The healer was yeah. at the house exactly. that was going to help exactly. you. Exactly. There That's you go. Bonkers. And and um and so far my kid has not seen her. I mean they they've met and stuff, but she isn't. I wish she'd go, but and and she's also got incredible boundaries. She's not. It's not um, ching ching, which you know, it's it's like a it's, it's not ching ching. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that there is that because she really does something, but it feels like a service that is, you know, it's not like. Um, you know, I, I want to hang out with her. I wish we were friends, like friends. Were, like she's, but she she has boundaries that are really important, so that I'm able to. So she she goes, I won't be able to help you as much if 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 I if we're just if we're buddies or pals, you know. But we are yeah. on another on another level, but not like hanging out and like, hey, have dinner tonight. And so yeah, but that's good. It's like a real therapist too. So that's what she's more like. It's like a th- but it's it's very healing. I got all I can tell you is I said it to her and I said it to you. You two need to know each other. Okay, I'll, I'm definitely curious for sure. And now that I got some time, I'll I'll, I'll definitely yeah, I'll definitely call. Her you up. just even if it's just a, just friends. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, it, there's no pressure because she's right. like in the same place as you in life. Oh, really? Yeah. What's what place is that? I will, let her tell you. Oh, oh, called. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll let her tell me. Now I figured out how I could play this song. Do you have like a rubber band and a pen? Like I can MacGyver a capo. I have a, yeah, that in a pen. And a pen. And a pencil. Well, oh, that pen, remember that green pencil. pencil? Yes, yes, I have it. You have that. I can, I could actually make a capo. I think. Okay, great. Yeah, you gotta go. And Bambi, no, I. Didn't. Five, five, five. Look it. <gasps> Boom. Thank God it wasn't six, six, six. It wouldn't well, be for us. It couldn't remember, but remember when my old email address had six, 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 and, and you warned me I about said, it. Don't. You were like, dude, don't fuck around with that. I know you think it's like you said. So you wrote me an email saying. I know you think this is kind of like a cute, fun thing, but it's actually powerful. And you know what's so and funny you know what is I think you know about why? I think about that still, and and the me now would never fuck around with six six six. So I did it in a in a in a um, years ago mm-hmm. in a in my uh, suitcase yeah. code. Yeah. 
and that suitcase had the, the most beautiful, beautiful wardrobe that I still am haunted by. Right. And I was on the road with Peter, and I, they, the, it got stolen out of Paris. Never, and that is Amanda. That's crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Remember Amanda ghost? Yeah, I do. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I don't fucking know. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Put the headphones on. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Politics is not my strong suit. But anyway. Who made those beautiful bracelets? Um, they're made out of rubber, actually. I got them in the first yoga st- or in this Brooklyn. What? I know. They look metal, don't they? They're rubber. I've had them on for a long time yeah, now. Yeah, good. You so like you can them? do yoga in them. I thought you got oh, yeah. those welded on. Nah. They're good. Yeah. Where do you go to yoga? Um, lately I go to yoga to the people in St. Mark's Street, and I, I've been doing this Ashtanga practice I across like the street called New Vibe, and I uh, went to Lion's uh, Den in NYC also, which is hot yoga. In LA I go to Urban Exhale, which is a great hot yoga studio. Wh- where's which, that? Um, that's right there on uh, La Brea, I think. Jiva Mukti? You ever go to Jiva Mukti? I don't know what that is. Jiva Mukti is... Is in, that in LA? No, it's in New York. Um, oh. Uh, in um, Union Square. Uh-huh. It's called Jiva Mukti. Okay, it's I'll check. It's a great, I'll check great it out. yoga studio. I think you'll like it. I love yoga. Yeah, then you might some... really love this Are place. you practicing yoga? Uh, I, I have a woman that... Um, Tony... Oh, that's another person I should say. My female friend would be Tony Vincenzo, my yoga teacher. Yes. Okay. She's one person I would... Do you ever go to like a class... I used to go to class all the time. I think those are like, there's something about like practicing with people. I need to be people. back. Yeah. Like in that's, class. That's fun. Even though you could afford like your own private. No, no. I, it's I like, too, it's, it's too, it's, it's too, and, and also like it's feeding off of the energy of the classroom. I, I mean, You're like right. I like going and like communing with the others and being one of many and just, like you, know, you know, it's like, it's so like healthy. It, I, that, don't like, like, I don't like to be sweaty. I don't like to be when they're they like I don't want to touch other people's sweat. Well, bring your own yoga mat. I do. I'm not into, what? but I'm not into. I'm not into like there was a lot of teachers that sometimes want you to partner up and lean against. Never. Them. I'm not into that. That never happens. Well, they did here, or maybe that was kind of. That creepy. was one. Just yeah. go to a different yoga studio. But Jiva Mukti in New York, I love, and they have all different classes. And every time I'm in New York, I go to the yoga class in, in all New right. York. Well, next time you're in New York, let's go to yoga together. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah, but I'm. You're gonna be so much better. I've I'm not. It's like whatever. You're so good. I'm nah, so proud I mean, of you. I can do inversion, but like I'm not good at everything. Like yeah, you're, ham- you're doing handstands, dude. Hamstring. Yeah, that's true. But my hamstrings are still tight, you know. So. Because you're, you're you can't trust what you see on the gram. You everybody shows what they're they're best at on the gram. You can't trust it. I have my, I have weaknesses, big time. I'm very limber. Yeah, but I have. See? You know what? It's exactly how I am in real life. I'm super flexible, but I have heart a little off balance. <laughs> I'm a little off. Yeah, <laughs> wait, super heart, but a little off balance. I'm su- I'm super flexible. Super flexible. And like I can, I'm you know flexible, but I I have. I, Hard time balancing. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, like, certain one side is the artistic side. Like, it's easier for me to balance on my left leg than on my right leg. But I, think it, I know. But let's wrap this up the okay. way they wrap up my favorite yoga classes with a giant ohm. One, two. Yeah. So let's breathe in. Breathe out. Oh. 
so like the Tibetan ones. <laughs> that's proper yeah <laughs> thanks Rosanna I love you too man that's I awesome yeah. that was so cool see you later yeah I'll see you in New York see you in New York hi this is Joseph Arthur thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.